0: Hey, Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers here. Uh, Last week, we recorded our Lone Ranger show. After the show, we all stuck around and were joking around and made up a fake Pacific Rim review before any of us had even seen it. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. And then afterwards, we're going to have a real show where we talk about our real feelings about Pacific Rim. So enjoy. Let's do a fake, uh, like, like, Pacific Rim hasn't even come out yet. But let's, like, pretend, like, this is, like, us. We've seen it. And let's do like our review of Pacific Rim. Okay. Okay, can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Rock 'em, sock 'em, robots. (laughs) That's what you thought. It was just like a giant scale of rock 'em, sock 'em robots. I I thought it was. Well, I want to hear your rating. What was your rating? What'd you give it? A Tupperware. Really? Because
1: I
2: like that type of shit. (laughs) Yeah? I like robots, and now that Mm -hmm. they're fighting aliens. Unlike Dan, I actually pre-saw this movie, and I I gave it a Tupperware. Yeah, pre um, cool. I love Sally Struthers in it. Uh, Ted Danson, you know from Cheers. Oh God, she was he was
0: fantastic excellent as she the stu- uh, kaiju. Uh, she was she was good in it too.
2: She was good even pregnant. I yeah. mean, I didn't even know she
0: was pregnant. But she's I mean, like she, sixty. She,
2: yeah, and she injured <laughs> and she's the baby on set. Actually, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. I no, I think that. the baby came out and fought one of the aliens. I th- no. Well, I think they foreshadowed that, which I liked. I right. liked the mystery. You know, is this kid gonna fuck up these monsters?
0: I don't know, but I it. thought that was like I thought that was like a, a computer graphic Gary Coleman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was a, an homage to him because, as you know, he
0: was big into the. Uh, did you say homage or did you say that was an os- Ash Gary Coleman? <laughs> that was an Amish homage. Uh- <laughs> Remember that when he was churning butter? No, he wasn't churning. And butter. he's like, "What you talking about, Willis?" And he's like, "Churning butter." <laughs> Right, and Rihanna was with like... With that dumbass boom. look on his face. Yeah. Like... Remember that part where we watched... It was like five minutes of Jeff Goldblum taking a shit. Right? Oh, this was <laughs> probably the best part of the movie, in my opinion. There was
2: that in there! And they were trying to put that in the origin of the robots. Like, right. why they had to have anuses. And... Why was Kanye West
1: pissing on everybody? You get spit on by Optimus Prime. You're done. Didn't Do that. that green lizard look like a
0: big-ass uh, gecko like, lizard? It looked like... the
1: Geico commercial.
0: It looked like that with Glenn Close's head. <laughs> but, and then the hundred one Dalmatians were
1: watching from the other building, Uh-huh. and that's what fucking threw me. Like, I, what right. a twist! You know what I mean? Like,
0: when they cut away and showed uh, Frodo and Thor, <laughs> Thor eating cinnamon buns at yeah. Cinnabon. At Cinnabon, I was like, "Whoa!"
1: But there was too many mall scenes in this movie, right? Lots when of mall when scenes. the zombies came out of center court.
0: Yeah, into the doing the thriller song. Now, when Felicia Rashad, the mother from the Cosby Show, when she showed up in full Iron Man armor, that right. was amazing. Amazing, yeah. Tupperware. Right. When the baby from Dinosaurs,
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> I think some fem- some blonde lady walked up to him and. <laughs>
3: Not the mama. <laughs>
1: that scene when he said not the mama twice right yeah and that blonde who was
0: the blonde who played the blonde that was Elizabeth Berkeley. they actually just cut away and showed like <laughs> 20 minutes of showgirls that part where she's riding him in the in the pool, uh, in the pool. yes <laughs>
2: And, and you, you said not why, the mom. You got why he was like, you're not my mom. After that, you were like, I see. Yeah.
1: It
0: cut away from two robots fighting in the ocean to just her you're just writing the shit out of Kyle McLaughlin in the pool.
1: Why was there so many things it, about this movie that worked?
0: I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well constructed. It was. Except for the construction workers. that. <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> Bob the Builder was in this film. He
1: was. And then SpongeBob and Patrick were smoking rocks. It's in the building where Optimus Prime was banging the green lizard, right. did you catch that yeah okay. that I was a, that was an
2: Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> no they had a lot of technology, but they have not constructed a condom for Optimus Prime and is raping <laughs>
0: and they, they all knew he was going to rape that guy hey can I ask a question? I was pissed Who hasn't been raped at a red lobster? Right. What I thought was crazy is like okay they've they they defeated the Kaiju. They've they've killed the kaiju. All the kaiju are dead. Optimus Prime is victorious. You've yep. got Ted dancing on the shoulder of Optimus. Smoking They're gonna ha- blunt smoking a blunt they're, they're having this moment and then all of a sudden the blonde Swedish guy from Die Hard oh, he's fucking still yeah, alive I saw that John McClane didn't kill him back in 1987 no he was, he's still alive and he comes back with a machine gun and starts blowing them all away
1: right Yeah. <laughs> but the, the the 15th credit scene did you guys see that one did you stay the 30 minutes after the movie to watch the 15th credit oh dude I stayed the night of the theater <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking like brought sleeping bag
4: i was saying how much i hate people that say sody
0: remember yeah. that part where ted danson was like i'm ted danson and i'm dancing and he was dancing yeah. And and he punk- was, <laughs> yeah he was dancing on to daft punk <laughs> to daft punk on Optimus prime's shoulder, shoulder.
2: I, I literally it. belted my girlfriend at that point i fucking punched her because i was like he's <laughs> fucking dancing and it's singing they're singing about it do you understand
0: <laughs> And remember that part where they were all painting actual Easter eggs? And then they said, Easter egg. All right, I'm going to stop the recording now. All
5: right. Episode 12. There's already like 7 million...
4: It's a trap. It's a
5: trap. Good to toss it, good to taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean, embrace it, let's embrace the topperware. parties Subculture spill over like a vulture carry over. Counterculture pushovers Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's his da's already been said? Right. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. <laughs>
0: Hey, welcome back to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian Frederick. I'm Dan Hill.
2: Jason Piper. Jake
0: Elliott. And, and we're, we're the, left-overs. the Leftovers. All right. Um, this week, I wanted to uh, congratulate our contest winner, Mr. Mark Perillo. Woo-hoo. He won the uh, Teen Wolf
1: very print. Cool
0: print yeah from sean hamilton at create ink studios so yeah. congratulations to mark uh i haven't sent it in the mail yet um but it'll probably go out this weekend so just look for that to, to come out to you uh did first, get your address uh, i'm
4: sorry he was the first person to know how big a loser i was in 1999
0: <laughs> audio doesn't sound so good on your side jake really muffled man gotcha is it better yeah. Is that better? It's a little bit better, yeah. Back away a little bit. Back away a little bit. How's that? Better, better yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, let's see here. We did, uh, Jay and I did have the pleasure of interviewing Hassani Johnson uh, for uh, his Grayson uh, project, Earth One. And uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun, Jay. I think you did a great job with the interview, and it, it was fun to hear from Hassani
2: yeah he really uh he he blew our minds a couple times and those of you who listen to it will see you know understand that if you're if you're a fan of uh you know Batman and, and that universe you're going to want to check it out um, check out the show on indieGoGo but also listen to our interview because he gives away a lot of stuff and it was a really uh, insightful and uh, fun interview so we'd like to thank him also for coming on that was awesome absolutely.
0: absolutely. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys heard, but you're, you're familiar with Kaylee... Uh, I can't really try to pronounce her name. Kaylee Cuoco? Coco. Coco?
1: Yeah, that's how I've heard it. I've I, heard it. Big Bang, Big, Theory. Bang Theory. Girl, right? Big Bang Theory.
0: Big Bang Theory, yeah. Her. Did you hear that her and Henry Cavill were dating? Yes. And then yeah. for two weeks, and then they, now they broke up.
1: Oh, wow. I just read like last mm. week that they started. No,
0: I, I read an article. They didn't go into much detail as to why they broke up, but I guess they're still friends. Mm. They were <clears> just <throat> testing the water. I guess so. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah i don't know i guess he broke up with her though i don't know i don't know the full Why? story <laughs> <laughs> yeah really <laughs> well he's, he's henry cavill he yeah. can pretty much get yeah. any piece of tail he wants he's just to at this jumping point. from
1: flavor of the weeks now
0: right well yeah. he's leaping from building to building and <laughs> wah, wah. anyway um i watched a uh movie this week uh I saw pretty much the best movie ever made this week, and of course, I'm talking about the sci fi original film Sharknado. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't catch that.
1: It's about to
3: tear
5: through the city Sharks. Tornado. Sharknado. Enough Stand and fight. <laughs> Tara <laughs> Reed in the sci fi original movie wow. Sharknado. Premieres next Thursday at 9. Only on sci fi.
1: Did you guys hear about this? I guess it's better. No, I wish I would have. I guess it's better better than crab quakes.
2: Crab quakes? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this was actually, uh, it got over 5,000 tweets a minute. Did you Uh, you see it, Jay?
0: I didn't get to see it,
2: no.
1: I watched it,
0: guys. How was it? Well, I'm going to get into that. Let's hear it. Absolutely. Apparently, sharks alone are just not terrifying enough. Um, <laughs> the only thing that was missing from these sharks are freaking lasers on their heads. Oh, uh, I should have put them on. So, <laughs> uh, this movie takes Twister and Shark Week, and it mashes them up with Tara Reid, a.k.a. Drunken Barbie. And let's not forget, Ian Ziering is in this film, too. He's, oh. He's better known as Steve yeah. from Beverly Hills, 90210. Yeah. Uh, the hot one. I think Jaleel White has done a better job of shedding his typecast of Steve Urkel than Ian Ziering has done as Steve Saunders.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, very true.
0: <laughs> because he's still the same douchebag he was in Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero that he is in this movie that he is in real life. Because I've actually kind of encountered him at a at a con before. Yeah, Ugh. you told
1: me about that. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I can just imagine when Tara Reed's agent first called her about this movie. Sharknado, mm-hmm. I think she first thought to herself, what kind of alcohol is in a Sharknado? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then why had she not drank it? And then why was her bartender now making house calls?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does sound like the name of a drink, though, doesn't it? Does, it does. Like, like a shot. A little bit of... Yeah. Like, it will be soon. Well, it would yeah. come in like a big bowl and yeah. it had blue alcohol in it with it a bunch of shark gummies in it. Yep. And that would be the Sharknado. And, you, and, they'd, and they'd like Ooh, mix it up yeah. at your table and... It just spin the whole time. It would be more satisfying than the film. Ooh, (laughs) Uh, but this movie—I heard that Tara Reid was actually given a writer's credit because Uh, during what? Listen, because during one of her numerous drug-induced slumbers, she slurred two words: "sharks" and "tornado," (laughs) and that's how this movie was born.
1: Okay, from what I heard about this movie, I'm kidding.
0: That's not real. But from what I
1: heard about this movie, they literally. Tornadoes would go into the ocean and pick sharks up and put them into cities. I'm so.
0: going to get into it. Ian. Okay, I'm going to tell you all about it. Are you um, kidding about her writing credit? Is that part real, Jake? I was kidding about the writing credit. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but seriously, this, tornadoes, sharks. This, uh, as far as Tara Reid's concerned, this movie probably is the best thing to come out of her since Carson Daly.
5: Oh Whoa. shit! <laughs> the, <laughs> the movie. <laughs>
0: Wow! Listen, guys, the movie though it, it is fun. It is a lot of fun. It's so stupid, and there's such cheesy lines in it. But it is fun. I urge you all to watch it just to laugh at it. You definitely get it's. It's another one of those battleship movies where you just want to sit back and have yeah. a drink and and watch this stupid movie. Uh, you've got sharks jumping out of sewers, hmm. uh, iron zeering, sawing airborne sharks with a chainsaw, and using lines. <laughs> and, and there's a line in this <laughs> movie. Why is there a retirement home next to an airport? Because old people can't hear.
1: Oh, what? Oh. It's horrible. I'm speechless.
0: It's horrible writing. Wow, um, dude, this—it's just stupid fun. There's a part where sharks are flying out of the sky, and Ian Ziering is shooting at them like he's skeet shooting. And with what kind of gun? Oh, uh, he tries to use the shotgun, and then that jams. I actually remember that, okay. which is crazy. And then he pulls out a pistol and starts popping them. <laughs> so are these like baby sharks? No, these are all types of sharks, tiger heads and and great whites and and hammerheads, uh, hammerheads and <laughs> tiger heads. Tiger heads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I tiger, tiger sharks. heads. <laughs> so, is this Are they going to replay this movie? Yeah, yeah, they've been playing it all week. Um, I'm going to check it out.
0: If you if you've always wanted to see people dropping bombs into a tornado that's full of sharks, then this movie is for you, Dan.
1: Enough said. Okay, (laughs) seriously,
0: like Sharknado is just one of those turn your brain off and sit back and enjoy. But like Tara Reid in this movie looks horrible. I can only imagine. You can tell she's had like tons of plastic surgery. She only has one facial expression. Bruce Jenner. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> it's horrible. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if this was Sharknado or she was wearing a mask for the Purge. Oh, my oh, God. Oh. Oh,
2: poor Tara. She used to be so cute. Listen, you know? though,
0: it is pretty ingenious, though, how they defeated the sharks. Tara Reid has so much plastic in her body that she was a choking hazard. <laughs> so they just tossed her into the mouths of multiple sharks as they choked to death Game on Game over. So... You know what, I bet she, I bet she tastes Nuff. like gin and Hawaiian uh, Tropic Tanning Lotion. <laughs> so a little bit of Malibu rum, too. A little bit of Malibu yeah. rum in there. Now, the worst line in the movie is when they pay homage to Jaws oh. uh-huh. while flying a helicopter, and an actress says, we're going to need a bigger chopper. Ugh. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> So now we've got Sharknado. horrible. (laughs) We've got Sharknado. Here's my ideas for the next film. Maybe Mm -hmm. they can have Gator Blizzard. Ooh. That sounds like a Dairy Queen Blizzard. How about um, Electric Eel Monsoon? Ooh. That would be deadly. Um, Honey Badger Sandstorm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've had snakes on a plane. Yeah. Let's have Piranha Sauna, where piranhas, they kill you while you're in a sauna.
1: That sounds hot. They're already scared, And it enough. rhymes.
0: It's it's so, all right. That's enough of the Sharknado. But I had a lot of fun watching it. Definitely check it out. It's, it's just one of those stupid movies where you turn your brain off and I'm just... just DVR on it right now. Definitely need to. Actor Stephen Emile, who plays Oliver Queen on Arrow, thinks that he should be in an upcoming Justice League movie. In an interview with Sci-Fi Now, he spoke about his desire to play the character in the film and compare the role to RDJ's Iron Man, so Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, saying, I think that Green Arrow has an opportunity to mature in the same way Iron Man did in the Marvel Universe. He wasn't necessarily a top-level character, but because they made an Iron Man movie and it was successful, it vaulted him up now and he anchors the Avengers. Would you guys like to see Amel in a Green Arrow Justice League movie?
2: Absolutely oh, not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: DC definitely needs to find a lower tier character to promote, but I don't think Green Arrow is it.
2: No, but you know what? They might do it just because Hawkeye's in the Avengers. They mm-hmm. might just be like, well, here's our Hawkeye, you know, because they're almost kind of the same characters, but I don't see this guy playing the Green Arrow that's in the Justice League. Um, you have too much of that dark edge that's in the tv series and that's gonna that's not gonna carry over well on that team when you've already got batman bringing all the fucking rain clouds down on everybody you don't need another type guy like that so
0: where in that world on arrow have they showed anything about superheroes as far as like superpowers and things like that they haven't yeah, and, and this nothing. is just another just another case of D- DC doing everything fucking backwards, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like, you know, because Marvel, what they did was they came out with the individual movies first, mm-hmm. and then they went the into, movie. and they did a, the group movie, right. The Avengers, and then they said, okay, let's do a S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show to tie into the movie universe, mm-hmm. okay? Right. Now, this is like basically we're hearing Straight like backwards. let's do a Superman movie and then let's, let's just jump into a Justice League movie, not yeah. have individual solo films. And you know what? We've already got this existing TV show. Let's tie it into mm-hmm. the Justice League. Let's make things fit. Let's not make uh, our own puzzle. Let's take pieces of different puzzles and try to jam Jumping them into the a fucking yeah. clusterfuck of a puzzle. So, yeah, stupid to me. Yeah, so now you've got some crazy fucked up puzzle, just kind of like Days of Future Past, the whole X-Men yeah. thing that's coming out. Throwing so.
1: shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't want to see Stephen Amell in that universe. He's a great guy, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's very interactive with all of his fans and things like that. And he's, he's all over, I hear he's all over Twitter and things like that, and mm. very interactive and very grateful for what he has, because, I mean, this, this show is not supposed to really make it. People were kind of dogging it before it even came out. Right. And now that it's successful, um, and they're going on to a second season, he's very grateful. so I think this is just him trying to put his name out there I, I don't fault him for that, but I just don't see this character fitting into that full that 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 entire d c universe right. that they might go for so maybe later, right.
2: Well, not next to someone like like Superman, you know like calville there's there's no way I mean right. he's great in the t v series, like you said, and, and he's he is a good dude, um you follow him on Twitter, he says yeah. a lot of cool stuff, and he is interactive and yeah, yeah he he plays it really well on there, but you're you're talking about him next to Batman Superman cyborg, Wonder Woman. I just no. yeah, I don't see it
0: yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more believable, I guess in the Avengers because they do have that shield connection, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex Winter, um, who plays Bill in uh, T- uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, gave an update to the rumored Bill and Ted 3 film saying that a story has been written by himself, Keanu, and two writers. They've put a lot of time and care into the movie and are pushing to get it made. Hmm. Um, what do you guys think about a uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3? They've been talking about it for years, trying to get it off the ground. I, I love Alex Winter. But yeah, I, wanna- I think it could be good. Well, uh, do you think that they could do it? Uh, no George Carlin? That's what I was going to say. No Rufus. Yeah, that's the real tricky part. How do I you mean, tie it in? Because he's basically what brought them into that world. And we're mm-hmm. talking about time travel here. And with him to be gone, there would be no Rufus appearance. Right. Maybe get uh,
4: Louis C.K. to be it. the new character. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Get a, a idea. new comedian. Yeah.
0: That, yeah, maybe he could be the new Rufus. Or he could be Rufus' son. Like Rufus Retired. Yeah. Right, there you right. Go. right. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I I I'd like to see it.
2: Uh, you know, it's been enough time, and I loved one and two. I liked right. them both. You know, I oh me too. Watch oh. them all the time. I still watch them. So yeah, I'd like to see, and I'd like to see Keanu
0: lighten up again. You know, yeah, agreed. <laughs> well, he hasn't <laughs> been Chi- up, Keanu, and he ha- yeah, he ha- yeah, exactly. He hasn't been in a lot of movies lately, no. big blockbusters at least. I mean, he's still making movies. They're just not anything that, we'll see, yeah. It's not. Yeah, made- he did like a little
2: documentary on like cinematography recently, and it was it was I mean it was interesting, but it was still like, dude, what are you doing? Maybe, you know? yeah,
4: maybe Time Warner can make him Constantine in the new Justice League movie. Yeah,
2: maybe, maybe. Did you like that movie?
4: <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> it was <awful. laughs> I was I was making a joke. Thank I,
0: you. I like him in it, but
2: I didn't like the movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, Variety is reporting um, that Fox is developing a TV series based on the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic series. Yes. Fox has hired Michael Green of Everwood and Green Lantern as the writer and executive producer. The comics all have characters that are in the public domain, such as Alan Quartermain, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dracula, Captain Nemo, Dorian Gray, and the Invisible Man. A pilot has been ordered, and based upon that, I'm sure the studio will make a determination as to whether they will, uh, you know, green light the series.
3: Hmm.
0: Uh, no cast has been named as of yet. Um, I mean, I'm sure you all watched the um, the uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie with,
3: yes. uh, yeah.
0: with um, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, do you, what do you think about this? It's going to be tough to pull off, you know what I mean? Because,
2: I mean, they didn't even do it with the movie properly. So it's a difficult read, you know. It, it takes some some knowledge in old school writing and novels to actually follow uh, Alan Moore's you know writing in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So I, I don't know they're going to have to adapt it, and I, and that worries me because that's where the movie failed too. Was they were trying to adapt it and make it make sense to people that aren't necessarily avid readers you know so i don't know
4: i I agree with jay one of the fun things about the comic was it took these public domain characters and put them in very adult situations and i think the movie really got away from that and kind of failed on that level it'd be nice to see the tv show be more like the comic than the movie was i would love that
0: with a with a tv show they've got Uh, You know, maybe if it's if it's an hour long show, which which most of them are, they would have an hour every week to flesh out this universe. Yeah. So they could, you know, dedicate more time to these characters. So we could, you know,
4: give every character an episode where uh we learn that character's backstory and whatnot. You know,
0: I think it'd be cool. It all comes down to casting, um, in my opinion, who who, who they cast in, in some of these parts. You know, it just needs to it needs to make sense.
2: Yeah, because mm-hmm. these are weird characters, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Jekyll and you know Invisible right.
0: Man. Yeah,
2: who who exactly is going to pull that off? I don't, especially on a TV show where you don't have a huge budget for that kind of thing. So
0: yeah, well you know it is Fox, and uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, I mean, it might not even go to series. I mean, there's a, a pilot's been ordered, and I'm sure right. it might not even go to series.
2: Well, they actually said that it's a yeah, it's a put pilot. It's going to be aired regardless uh-huh. of whether or not um, you know the studio likes it or not. It's that's part of the contract, hmm. so we will see a pilot. Yeah, um, whether or not we'll see a series, that's another thing.
0: Kind of like uh, it was the uh, the Munsters, <laughs> Mockingbird Lane show that didn't come out. Right. I think I I'm not sure. I, I never saw it, but I think they had. To, I think that did eventually come out on TV. I could be yeah, it did though. air. Yeah. Because it was like in, uh, it was made and then they were going to air it and then they didn't and then they finally did and I'm glad it didn't go to series. But. Yeah, me too. Uh, Jake, you wanted to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit of Marvel news. Um, yeah,
4: I um, a lot of pictures have been floating around this week about uh, Jamie Foxx on set as Electro, and I think everyone's gotten a better look at what he's going to look like. And uh, I wanted to see everyone if we could all give our rankings. Um. I, for one, want to toss this look for Electro. It looks uh, very Joel Schumacher to me, kind of. <laughs> and maybe an Avatar villain or something. I don't yeah. know. It does not look like Electro to me.
2: Well, Jake, expl- explain it a little bit for people that haven't seen this image, well, like what he looks like. It's,
4: it's very blue, <laughs> very veiny.
2: Yeah, The,
1: the veins look like uh, lightning bolts. Yeah. Right. Looks yeah. like my
0: grandmother's legs. It- <laughs> Spider veins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: To me, I'm gonna toss it as well because it, it reminds me of a blue white chicks, right? Oh, that's bad. Yeah, I agree. It does. It's like I don't know if it's the lips or the eyes, because you know how their eyes—they wore contacts in that movie, so you could tell. Obviously, it wasn't. They weren't white people, yeah. but. That's what, that's what he reminds me of. The look is cool. The concept is cool. The suit looks
0: pretty neat, but he just... I think they nailed the actor, though. I think he's going to be great for the part. Yeah. And guys, we haven't seen him lit up yet. Nothing. We've seen pictures. No, this is just a side pro for what I'm looking at. we right. haven't yeah. seen him, and from what I understand, um, I don't follow the Spider-Man Ultimate Universe, but isn't, isn't this look closer to the Ultimate Universe? Absolutely. Electro.
4: yeah. He still has a suit in the Ultimate Universe though. Yeah. He's still green and yellow. But
2: he looks like the facial expression, everything looks like the Ultimate Universe Electro. Yeah. And that's what they're going for and they got it then.
0: Right. Let's let you know what I'm gonna hold judgment personally until I see the the trailer, which they're supposed to be showing a trailer this next weekend at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, it won't nice. be released, I'm sure, to the public, but if you're on YouTube, I'm sure somebody You'll will have it on their phone and they'll upload it. And then Yeah, I mean, we're looking at the down.
1: Entertainment Weekly Comic-Con preview book oh,
0: magazine, you know, so yeah. Sure. It's it's hard to judge. I know. Else. I'm not, I'm gonna hold judgment until I see actual live footage.
2: I I think it's going to be as cool as seeing somebody like Darth Maul that's what I think. I, I think he's going to pull it off. I think, like you said, the acting is going to show through. Plus, we're not seeing the effects; we're seeing like painted on or like right, exactly. digital the computer graphic yeah. lightning bolts on his head. That's not what he's going to look like. So,
0: yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, in the new X Men movie, it looks uh, in X Men movie news. Excuse me, it looks like 20th Century Fox has registered a film domain for an X Force movie. Yes. If you're not familiar, the mutant group was a new incarnation of the 1980s team, the New Mutants. Led by the mutant Cable, X-Force was more militant and aggressive than the X-Men. Uh, it features characters like Cable, who's the son of Jean Grey and Cyclops in the 616 universe, and I believe it's the ultimate universe. He's an aged version of Wolverine. Am I correct? Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, X-Force also includes Colossus, uh, Boom Boom. A lot of people should know Colossus. Boom Mm -hmm. Boom, Domino, Dr. Nemesis, and my favorite, Forge. Um, Yes. Cable was always cool. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him, too. THR reports that Kick-Ass 2 writer and director Jeff Wadlow is signed on to adapt X-Force into a movie, this most likely being a sequel to the Days of Future Past movie. With all the time travel that goes on in both stories, I guess this does make sense. Um, Do you guys have any thoughts about this?
4: i 'm mm. not a big fan of Rob Field getting more money
0: <laughs> well he 's certainly been on top of tweeting
2: all this information. Yeah. Um, he, he also was he's one a of the controversial that guy yeah, and yeah he's one of the people that confirmed it. He also created Deadpool and cable and right.
4: boom boom
2: and, and, boom, and Domino. boom yeah, he created these guys, and you know at the time, I loved it i don 't like him anymore um, he He got worse over time, like artistically and i 'm not trying to knock the guy i don 't know him personally but for my taste, you know, I'm, I don't understand why he needs to chime in on this stuff. But I I don't, you know, to me, I, I talked to you, uh, Brian, about Cable before. I think he's kind of lost his flavor, you know. He, he's not the same Cable that we, you know, knew him as from Inception. Like, like I used to think of him as kind of a Clint Eastwood type mm-hmm. character. So I don't know if I want to see him in that team. I mean, there's other incarnations of X-Force. So they could go with other members, um, and a lot of people are just like, I just want to see a Deadpool movie. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> yeah. I, I don't necessarily need to go that road. but Do we really need yeah, to see I mean, Ryan Reynolds come back? I don't need it. I don't need no. a goofy, another goofy movie. I don't need it. And, and I don't think I need another X-Force because I, I'm not a huge fan of what's happening with X-Men right now. But people are loving it. I mean, this was huge news this week. So
0: I think I'm probably in the minority. I wish I was just as excited about... Um, the x-men movies as i am about the how good the comic book is right now
2: oh agreed yeah for sure it's nothing like it
0: um you know okay uh, casting thoughts do you guys have any ideas of who you'd like to see play some of these characters i have i have two yeah let's hear them let's hear okay um okay uh, i'm I'm gonna go with forge first okay okay Um, and if you look at him with short hair this makes sense Don't think of him with uh, with the long hair. I'd like to see Colin Cunningham, who plays Pope on Falling Skies, as Forge. Oh, gotcha. Yeah,
2: I could see that. That'd be cool. Um,
0: And now for uh, Cable, uh, I have always envisioned him as Stephen Lang, who's the grizzled military veteran from Avatar. (laughs) Oh, yeah, most definitely. The villain. Most definitely. He's he's jacked. I mean, that's who I see as Cable that's perfect
2: yeah so i i don't know i haven't really thought about it too much because i like i said i'm just pissed off about x-men first of all so i don't know i every like you know with avengers when you heard about the expanding universe you got excited with this i'm just like no no right don't take any more of these characters away because now that you know that gives them free reign to use all these guys plus like 10 other guys
4: right brian singer just doesn't care and all us fans know that you know they're not really taking care of that franchise very well.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, You know, I was, like, really excited when I heard it was going to be Days of Future Past, and then when they attached Singer's name to the project, I was like, fuck my life. Yeah, Yeah.
4: Matt Vaughn did such a great job with First Class. Well, and he'll do a great um, job
0: with uh, Josh Trank on Fantastic Four, I'm sure. So, yeah, at least we have maybe a Fantastic Four movie to look forward to that'll be, hopefully you know represent the you know that that team the way that those first two movies should have right mm-hmm.
2: yeah and a lot of this will hinge on kick-ass too how good's that gonna be you know i, uh, I don't know much from jeff uh, wadlow so yeah me either maybe he'll be a saving grace for this who knows
0: so uh we kind of talked about this before jay the vin diesel thing meeting with marvel studios yes. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go first tell me who do you think he is well, I've given this a lot of thought. Um, ever since this
2: has kind of become a rumor, I've I've literally spent nights awake thinking about it. And I, I was just sitting on the porch yesterday, smoking a cigarette, trying to clear my head, and it popped in my head: um, "Silver Surfer." And of course, I went back and researched. You know, uh, is Vin Diesel Sur- Silver Silver Surfer? And that was the first thing he ever said he wanted to play. So that kind of I don't know. I don't know if that's right or not, but that's my thoughts on it now. And that's changed, you know, about 15 times.
0: Okay. Um, On his Facebook page, he posted, Marvel meeting today. Only the people in the room can tell you what was discussed. Mm -hmm. P.S. Thanks to our page for pushing to make it happen. You know, I get tunnel vision with my work, and after that meeting today, wow. I know who Hmm. he's playing. Um, He says that he can't discuss it, but he does. Right after that, he says, you know, I get tunnel vision Vision. (laughs) with my work. Mm -hmm. He's playing the vision. He's telling his fans that he can't tell them, but he's being cryptic and he's telling us who he's playing.
2: Hmm. That's that is actually. Yeah, that's who I thought originally. He's Uh, also
0: the picture that I'm sorry, Jay, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's cool. It's cool. Go ahead. He's also posing next to a picture of him standing in front of the uh, actual, like, the classic 1960s Avengers 2 comic book. Mm-hmm. So that right. means he is playing the Vision in Avengers 2. Wow. Oh, wow. That's what I was hoping, man. That's good fucking
2: news. I mean, I you know, I was thinking he would be perfect as Silver Surfer, but then again, I was like, you know, my my heart originally was like, he's got to be the Vision. He looks like the Vision in the comic books. Um, and Vision was always one of my favorite Avengers. So I, I have faith he could pull it off because it's, it's kind of like Martian Manhunter. The guy doesn't need a lot of lines for this, and he can be who he is and still pull this off, you know, the voice inflection and how he says his lines. I think he's going to be perfect for it. Yeah. I'm excited now, too, because I'm not familiar with the Vision at all. So I
1: like when they do movies with new characters. Vision's a cool character. Yeah, so I was just you guys, looking it up. And do you guys it looks think likely. that we're going to
0: see – do you think that – do you think that we're going to see, I mean, let's talk about it, Ant-Man. Yeah. So, do you think that we're going to see Ultron?
4: I hope we see Ultron. Ultron. Ultron and Kang are my two favorite Avengers villains.
2: Yeah. I think that's where they're heading, man. Uh, this is the perfect setup for that. Although, you know, throw in Doctor Strange. So, hard right. to say what, what they're going to do first. You know, what kind of major villains going to be popping up. So, uh, we do know I that- don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it's kind of weird because uh, this Ant-Man movie, actually, if that's our first introduction to Hank Pym or whoever's going to be playing Ant-Man, mm-hmm. um, that means that this happens after Avengers 2. And right. And if this news is correct, we've already been introduced to the Vision. Yes. Yeah. So, but Edgar Wright says that his Ant-Man script is finally complete. Um, With a November 6, 2015 release, Wright will start casting and pre-production towards the end of this year. Uh, In an interview with the digital spy, Wright spoke of how the script is done, saying, the script is all done, actually. I put Ant-Man on the back burner to make The World's End for a number of reasons. Some of them quite personal. It was like, I have to do this film now. It's really important. And so Marvel... They were actually very good in terms of like, okay, we'll see you in two years. The thing is that the character's been around since 1962, so he's not going anywhere. And the later we leave it, the better the special effects will be. So, I mean, that's one way to look at it. But, uh, you know... it's been slated. It's going to happen November 6, 2015. We're going to see an Ant-Man movie. I'm excited.
2: Yeah. It, you're, you're actually kind of blowing my mind right now because why would they put Vision in? You know, there, yeah. there's plenty of other Avengers to choose from, but why Vision and Ant-Man? So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking you're right. I think it's got to be Ultron coming
0: up at right. some point.
4: It is, you make a good point, Brian. It is kind of weird that we're going to see a creation of Hank Pym before we see Hank Pym himself. Right. right? Right.
0: But you know what? If it if it works according to the story, then if it works, then if it's successful, that's awesome, but it is weird. Yeah, it is. I remember lots of
4: rumors swirling around that Agent Coulson was going to be ultra not ultra old vision. <laughs> vision. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. that's squashed now because yeah. of the shield show, right. but that was going right. all over the place. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're absolutely right. That was a huge rumor there for a long time or or and there was the rumor that Coulson would come back as a life model decoy. So
4: oh yeah right
0: but the vision one i thought that was a really strong one so oh yeah that's awesome yeah that's cool but um can
2: uh speaking of marvel news and agent colson um so the uh you know agents of shield we've been talking about the tv series coming up um a couple interesting details came out this last week um one of them being is that uh colson is not aware that he's dead and so that's kind of part of the story is that he cannot know that he's dead or that he died and was resurrected. So he did actually die and was brought back to life. But part of the storyline is he doesn't know that. Oh, wow. And so people are kind of trying to keep it from him in the in the series. So oh. that, that's pretty interesting. Cool. Um, i read about that too jay i read um they're going to show the
4: pilot for that at uh san diego and they're yeah. gonna, right away in the first episode they're going to tell us how he's back to life
2: they're going to talk about that and a lot of people are predicting that they're going to also reveal that j august richards who's playing in that is going to be rage oh,
5: okay. which a lot of
2: people thought he was going to be luke cage but rage is very similar kind of the same power set the new warriors character yeah rage. Okay. yeah okay. pretty cool pretty cool um and then also dealing with this, they, they said this will take place during events from the first Avengers and the second Avengers, and it will tie into
0: every movie that comes out, hmm. which is awesome news. So, so as the movies come out, the show is going to tie into it. That's bad. Exactly. Which because is awesome. Thor is going to be coming out November in November, and this series will start up, I'm sure, in Octo- September October. Right. Oh, First of its kind. So it's like you I'm almost really have excited. to see the movie to understand the show, too. That's cool. You can't just jump right in. That's freaking awesome. This is so sure, interactive it's with good. its fans.
2: Yeah. And they, and they said, this you know, why people they're are going to be DC. asking, why don't you guys just call the Avengers? But they're going to explain all that because that's what a lot of people's complaints are. Well, why have this team? But you're not going to feature any of these other guys. Right. But they're going to explain why these things can't happen, why they're separate entities. So so
0: maybe they'll explain, like, why S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't show up in the Iron Man 3 film. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I so
4: fully trust Whedon now, too. I'm just so excited for this show. Yeah.
0: Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Did you guys have any more news that you wanted to bring up before we get into Pacific Rim? I just wanted to announce,
1: um, some people might have already heard this, but for all the Netflix TV fans, uh, House of Cards is definitely coming out. The beginning of next uh, year, not this year, that they thought. Well, is it a Cart? new season new, two? Season two. Season two. Okay. It's the political show with Kevin Spacey, right? Um, they wanted to wait for all the rest of development to wear off, and then they're going to. They don't want to put, you know what
0: I mean, two huge shows out. Why like people would drop their service? Right, that makes sense for you know a business standpoint.
1: So they're going to wait. Uh, they're actually doing some filming in St. Louis uh, this summer, which is pretty
2: cool. That's a hell of a show, man. Great uh, that show. that's one of those shows where you're just like hook line and sinker from moment one because spacey a, is amazing that was and, an and the writing show. is the writing is insane on that show
1: i i i like shows that interact with uh you know the how he looks at the camera and talks and uh, right right and when it's kevin spacey i mean come on you know i i enjoy yeah. it but that's that's the news i have for that show a lot of people have been wondering ever since i finished season one the first thing i googled was season two cool and there you couldn't find anything and then i just read this a couple weeks ago that's good that's uh, good
0: news for you know fans uh of that show and then you're gonna at least wait yeah.
1: another six months to seven months to see anything so
0: yeah but at least we know that uh that it is in the works and it is uh in, yep. you know it is coming out they so.
1: I, and i heard spoiler too that they they had announced two new characters to the show i haven't heard who they are yet Uh, If any uh, listener out there, if guys you know who they are, I'd be interested to hear, too. They're adding two, I I guess, high-profile celebrities to play in the show.
0: Interesting. Hmm. Very cool.
1: Um, I wanted to talk about an
4: action figure. Um, Hasbro has announced that they are releasing a Metroplex Transformer action figure as an exclusive for San Diego. No way. It retails at $150. It's two feet tall. It's one of the biggest Transformers toys ever made. Fucking cool. Um you know, it's the embodiment of uh Autobot City. Yes. I think they called it Scramble City
0: sometimes. Yep. Jake, do you do you realize that um, I still have my Metroplex toy from the eighties? Damn. Oh nice. Yeah. Oh, I'll take shit. a picture of it and I'll post it on uh, on our on our Facebook page. Oh, that's the coolest toy in the world. Yeah. I, I, I need to come it. over. <laughs> yeah, I still this have that a, and I still have Fortress
4: stu- Maximus toy. This is wow this For- is very great. i'll post pictures yeah. of it on our facebook yeah that's
0: please awesome. and i'll post pictures of my toy from like 30 years ago <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's cool jake uh those san diego comic-con toys are awesome you know if you guys have ever watched like the uh morgan spurlock uh comic-con movie yeah it shows like some of these people and like their dedication to get these toys you know, it's right. like my girlfriend loves like the My Little Pony figures and stuff like that, and I'd love to get her some of these San Diego Comic Con toys. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm sure once they hit eBay, the price oh, doubles <laughs> if not yeah. triples. That was so. like some
1: of the Star Wars minifigs that came out a few years back. Right. There was like a chromed out Star- stormtrooper. Right. That you gave away or you could buy. Yeah. And I think I think the cheapest one I got mine on eBay for I think less than fifty, but this was a while back. Yeah.
0: But they're a little bit higher now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, very limited quantities, things like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So.
4: And just as a side note, it is a San Diego exclusive, but it's going to be available with a little less thrills on retail in about November. I read. Have
0: okay. you guys Have you guys seen the Star Wars Black figures that are going to come out? No. No. They're, they're like six inch, six inch figures. You should Google those sometime. I don't know when they're coming out, but they're amazing. They're going to come out in different waves. Star they're, Wars Black. Yeah, they're very detailed figures. Mm. You should check these out. I, I don't know when they're coming out or if they're already out, but I remember hearing about them a few months ago. They're, they're called Star Wars Black figures. There's going to be uh, from every star, from each Star Wars movie. So oh. I think there might even be like a Darth Maul figure and 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 uh, Hasbro. <laughs> Are you guys looking it up right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm looking at them right now. I'm wow, looking they at look Luke like they the have. The uh, yeah,
1: sand trooper, Darth Maul, or two D two. It looks like these are. It shows on this website coming in July of 2013. So they are out. They now. must be or our, soon. Or soon yeah. yeah, and there's only four. It looks like in the first wave, and it's the four I mentioned.
0: <sighs> they're they're awesome. They're, wow, they're, it
1: looks like they have more uh, movement parts versus your yeah. your legs not and your, arms.
0: Th- you know, three inch oh, figures or whatever. These Eighty are, oh. bucks a piece. They're nice. Holy
2: shit, Brian! Those are awesome. That Darth, yeah. Jake yeah. just showed me the Darth Maul. Wow. R two D two comes with five
1: accessories.
4: I-, I hope he comes with the drink tray. That's what I've always
1: wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, there's more to series one. You got Leia.
5: Wow,
1: another very cool. Also, they're tying in all of the movies together in this first wave, not just. Yeah. Per movie.
0: I know. I, I like cool. that. I think that's cool. It's like a cool blend. But like I'd I if it was me, I would want to buy one to keep in the package and then yeah, one sure. to have out on display. Yeah. I'm you know what cool. I mean? But uh, huh, that's I don't. Pretty neat. I don't have that kind of unlimited income to buy no. 80, buy an eighty dollar figure twice. Right? You <laughs> twice. You have to play with these. Oh yeah. The
4: uh, Comic Con exclusive of the Black Series is Bubba Fett with Han and Carbonite. Oh, <laughs> son of a
1: bitch! <laughs> yeah, oh, why did you have to even say that? <laughs> and Are you seeing the package that these come in?
4: Yeah, the packaging is gorgeous.
0: I'm glad I brought this up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this man. is the whole show from <laughs> now. No idea. Wow, so cool that Boba yeah. Fett
0: looks pretty bad. yeah badass. they're pretty awesome man I, I saw them a few months ago and then I just sort of remembered them as we were talking about these San Diego Comic Con toys and they, they're, 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 the detail on them is just fantastic wow Brian yeah. check that out that's the that's the Comic Con oh my god Yeah, that is awesome we'll post, <laughs> we'll 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 post that Jay picture too. we'll post that on and our if Facebook. Some, and
1: if a listener in San Diego is going to Comic Con and can get us one <laughs> <laughs> we would greatly appreciate yeah. it yeah. play with please yeah we need two yeah we'll, we'll hold a Tupperware party for you sure
4: box real quick
0: yeah uh Uh,
1: one thing I wanted to bring up too I know we brought up last week's show but
2: did anybody check out Orange is the New Black I did not no No. uh, I
4: I bought the song from
2: it I love Weeds though by the way Dan so I mean what what, how does this compare to something like that
1: uh you can get that feel you know what I mean like Weeds was just different because it had that I don't know you can relate to it and you can understand the the emotions of the character but this show, I watched the first five episodes, and I'm hooked. I just I, I cool. have been busy
0: this weekend. I haven't had a chance to catch up, but I'll do this this week. But it's a very cool show. So it's show. got the same feel as Weed. So it's kind of like going from Seinfeld to Kirby Enthusiasm. Same Similar, kinda,
1: yeah. But yeah. what's cool about this show is they jump right in. What's going on, you know, it, immediately you you don't get a backstory right. off the bat. There's flashbacks, which are really cool. So you got to figure it out as you go. It's a very – but you don't – you don't have to use that much of the brain. I mean, it's, it's pretty cut and dry right. and it shows you, or it tells you what's going on. And, yeah. Uh, the characters, Jason Biggs, I think kind of reminds me of his character from American pie a little bit, hmm. but he's funny. Cause he's always
0: fucking a pie in this one. right? Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> fucked. Like, well, his wife goes to prison. Uh-huh. So that's all he can fuck right now is pies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Laura prepons in it. Um, i don't want to spoil much but if you were a big fan of the 70s show you definitely need to check this
0: out you guys watching the new teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon on nick no no uh jason biggs is the voice of leonardo <laughs> and sean astin is the voice of Raphael. No. oh cool <laughs> yeah it's wow. a really good show i i've actually got some of the figures um of the new villains because really? i love the character designs yeah. um, how many episodes in uh, they just finished, I think, the first season. So I'd have to check and see how many episodes. I miss, like, the first few episodes. But, like, I love there's uh, Dog Pound. Is, yeah. I love his character design. He's awesome. Hmm. He's, like, a big dog yeah. that they fight. And then Fish Head is awesome. And uh, it's a really good show. I enjoy it quite, oh. a, quite a bit. They use, like, computer animation as opposed to, like, the old school. Draw and yeah. flip. Yeah. um, I did start watching the regular show. Isn't it great? Oh, my God. It's amazing. I
1: cannot believe I've slept not on this Not Exactly, show. dude. I cannot. Dude, I'm, I was cracking up yeah. out loud, and Katie, my fiance, is like,
0: What, what are you watching? And I'm like,
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> go away. Because <laughs> you're not going to understand this.
0: See, my girlfriend loves regular shows. Really? She loves pops. She has. Listen, listen. My girlfriend has the pops stuffed animal figure. <laughs> and she's got muscle man no she doesn't have muscle man she has uh benson.
1: benson's funny too
0: she's got benson and she's got skips skips is the best my favorite is muscle man yeah i love Muscle yeah. man. she loves pop so i bought her the um regular show comic book from uh boom studios yeah. Yeah. i bought her regular show number one the pops cover <laughs> and i've got like the i've got the regular show Yeah, you
1: show me that and that's why set. i went back and watched that yeah and i and i found it on netflix season one's on netflix dude i love
0: regular show yeah I my favorite episode is trash boat yeah. i haven't seen that one yet. you have to see the trash boat episode i've kind of been Funniest skipping around ever. the one
1: i just recently watched skips was sick mm-hmm. and he had to fight the sickness with the sword yeah. yeah the ninja sword yeah dude I was busting my ass laughing at you need to shit.
0: see death sandwich too
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: the death ducks the, the ducks are great dude yeah <laughs> they're like Bo- playing video games Voltron and, ducks yeah <laughs> the ducks fought the, du- the duck duck goose game <laughs> dude I love yeah. I love reg- yeah if our listeners aren't watching regular show I'm you're, so you're glad you out. brought that out that night it, it beats adventure time hands down and I love I adventure time dude I haven't gotten yes. into that I love adventure time don't get me wrong but man it beats Adventure Time's hand. Yeah, down.
1: It's 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 a pretty good cartoon.
0: All right, guys. Uh, do we have anything more to say before we take a really quick break? Yeah. No, I don't think so. All, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're gonna talk about Pacific Rim. Cool Rim. Specific trim. <laughs> Specific <laughs> trim job. Specific.
2: Leftover time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll go to very distant lands, reading comics and watching movies. And will never end. over time. Hey, everyone.
1: Listen up!
3: Today, at the edge of our hope, at the end of our time, we have chosen not only to believe in ourselves, but in each other. Today, there's not a man nor woman in here that shall stand alone.
5: Today, we face the monsters that are at our door.
0: All right, welcome back. We're going to be talking about Pacific Rim, the big blockbuster that just came out uh, this past weekend. So, um, all right, let me go over the synopsis. When legions of monstrous creatures known as Kaiju start rising from the sea, a war began that would take millions of lives and consume humanity's resources for years on end. To combat the giant Kaiju, a special type of weapon was devised. "'Massive robots called Jaegers, "'which are controlled simultaneously by two pilots "'whose minds are locked in a neural bridge. "'But even the Jaegers are proving nearly defenseless "'in the face of the relentless Kaiju. "'On the verge of defeat, the forces defending mankind "'have no choice but to turn to two unlikely heroes, "'a washed-up former pilot, Charlie Hunnam, "'and an untested trainee, Rinko Kikuchi.' ...who are teamed to drive a legendary but seemingly obsolete Jaeger from the past. Together, they stand as mankind's last hope against the mounting apocalypse. Uh, directed by Guillermo de Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written by Travis Beecham and Guillermo del Toro. Was, he did uh, help with the writing process as well. Uh, the cast, uh, we have Charlie Hunnam as R- uh, Raleigh Beckett.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Idris Elba as Stacker Pentecost. Uh, Charlie Day as Doctor Newton Geisler, <laughs> and watching this, I thought that he'd be a perfect Lewis Tully, played by Rick Moranis, if they ever made a Ghostbusters reboot. Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> so,
1: most definitely. He
0: just there was times in this where he reminded me with the glasses on of Lewis Tully, like looking up. Like yeah, kind of, just, kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bern, uh, Bern Gorman as Doctor Herman Gottlieb, uh, Rinko Kikuchi as Mako Mori. Ron Perlman as Hannibal Chow. Yeah. Max Martini as Hercules Herc Hansen. Robert Gazinski, who's also been starring on True Blood this season, played uh, Chuck Hansen. Uh, Clifton Collins Jr. as Ops Tendo Choi. They also referred to him as Elvis in the movie a couple times. Yes. <laughs> uh, the budget was $180 million. I thought it would be le- uh, more than more that. Than that. So. Yeah. Um, and it had a rating of PG-13. Let's go ahead and rate this one. Okay. Are you okay. guys ready? Uh, let Let me go over our rating system here real
5: quickly. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right,
0: so... um, I don't know who wants to go first. I will. Okay, Dan. Um,
1: just gonna say it: Tupperware times a thousand. Um, <laughs> I loved everything about this film. I I got to I got to do a little story behind this. Uh, I was in St. Louis all week visiting my family. Um, last. It was last night, Saturday. We got to go see this movie with my stepdad. He took mm-hmm. me to go see it in my first IMAX viewing of any movie. Well, you popped your IMAX cherry. Good job. Oh, my God, dude. This movie, <laughs> the visuals and the audio in IMAX is amazing. And I, I don't know if it's maybe because I saw it in IMAX that I'm giving it was such Was it IMAX I- 3D? 3D, yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, I was sucked into the story uh, from the first second of the movie, which is crazy, until the end. I didn't want it to end. Uh, the sound effects were, were awesome in this theater. I mean it pounded. It, it rumbled throughout the whole, the whole theater. Um, I, I love the fact that seeing an IMAX 3D movie, you feel like you're a part of the movie. I felt like in certain scenes of this movie, I was standing in the room with these guys looking at them. And I could just reach out and just pat one on the back or something.
0: You do take a lot of hallucinogenic drugs, though, Dan, to be honest, <laughs> to be fair to our listeners. No, not this one. Um, Most shows that he does, he's, he's shrooming. So I will, I will throw that out there. Um, the
1: the storyline of this movie was amazing. We're going to get into that. But Tupperware times a thousand, a million. I, I, I didn't want the movie to end. The IMAX was amazing. Um, I just thought this show was this movie was fun. Uh the music behind it was phenomenal. I the music just made it that much better. The acting was good. And I think to be honest with you, the trailers did not do this justice at all. So a lot of people have been saying that. Yeah. The tra- when I first watched the trailer of this movie, I literally thought it was going to be a bad storyline, just a lot of action, the acting was going to be pretty shitty. Uh man was I wrong. Completely wrong.
0: All right, well who wants to go next?
2: Uh I'll go ahead. All um right. I was under the same assumption Dan, as Dan was uh, at, at the very beginning when I first saw the trailers. Uh, you know, I didn't care. Uh, I I was just like, you know, giant robots. We've seen this kind of thing before. Um, this wasn't anything new. That was my opinion of it at the time when I saw yeah. the trailers. But um, I'm going to give it a Tupperware as well. Um, it, it it was the funnest movie I've seen in a while. Um, it and it, it totally exceeded my expectations. Uh, Big time. The visual effects, the like you said, the score, um, the the acting to me was the. Uh, I wouldn't say the acting. I would say some of the script could have been tweaked a little bit, in my opinion. But I really enjoyed what the core of the story was, and I got it the whole time. Like mm-hmm. it, it keeps being fed to you what they're trying to tell you in this movie. And I love that. I love movies with a moral lesson. I I don't like, sometimes I like to just not think like I'll watch shark, Sharknado, but sometimes I, you know, I want that moral lesson. And I think this carried it through the whole thing. You don't see a lot of that nowadays. And this was perfect for this kind of movie where you're having giant robots fighting giant alien monsters where, you know, you're probably going to take your kids to this. So, you know, it is something that you could. And, uh, yeah i i really really liked it i i liked the interaction because i didn't think they were going to do what they did with the jaeger pilots or some of the stuff they did with the other uh supporting cast i thought the supporting cast was amazing so um it was yeah, so believable for me on that one so believable yeah yeah that too yeah
4: um i agree that the trailers did not do this movie justice um i i've kind of had action summer movie fatigue and Wasn't even really all that excited to go see this, but I'm, I'm also going to give it a Tupperware. I was, I was blown away by it. Um, Oh man, Dan, you're so right about the score. I mean, when the, when the things were coming out of the water and the dark foreboding, ominous music was playing, it really added so much to it. And I'm going to blow your mind here about
1: the score here in a minute.
4: Uh, the special effects were, I mean, out of this world, it was so much fun. Um, I could have gone for it not being as long as it was. You know, I'd really like to see a summer movie be under two hours. That would be really great. But I was never really bored at all, and I had a lot of fun with this movie. 15-year-old Jake would have wanted to go to Toys R Us and buy action figures right away. Yeah,
2: I did. I wanted to, for sure. I actually
4: did. But yeah, I mean, you know... I was really taken aback by this movie. I had so much fun. Um, I meant to see it on Friday, and I honestly think if I would have saw it Friday instead of today, I would have crammed it in a second time. I had so much fun with it. I'm probably still going to go see it again.
0: All right, guys. I'm sorry. I have to toss this movie. Oh, wow. I'm fucking with I you, was about dude. To say, dude. Tupperware, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Tupperware party.: It's the Tupperware party, guys. Come on. <laughs> Tupperware
1: party) It's our first... I'm taking my pants off. Hold on.
0: On, on J. On This is J. what it means. Put them back okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I, I love this movie. This, awesome. Um, there were parts in this movie where I wanted to jump out of my seat. Hell yeah. There, and I'm going to get to that. I'm yeah, going to tell definitely. you about that. Yeah. There are parts where I wanted to actually stand up and get out of my seat and yell things. Fist as, pump. Yeah, fist pump. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, dude. This movie was fucking awesome. That's the that's the best two words you can put. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. It was the fucking movie awesome. Was fucking awesome. And yeah. um, you know the uh, I I saw it twice. Yeah, uh, I went and saw it uh, yesterday, and then I went again and saw it this morning. And two D, three D, two D. I wanted to see it in IMAX three D, but yeah. the nearest IMAX is like an hour away. Right, and uh, it just didn't work out that way. Right, um, but uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to see it in IMAX. There's, I could definitely see how this film benefits from 3D. It was – there was
1: the scene at the beginning of the movie when the bridge collapsed and you were kind of Best underneath scene. the bridge. Yeah. In 3D IMAX, it made you feel like you were in the rubble and you were watching it come down on you. I mean there was a lot of things like that with right. 3D with the rain and the snow. Um, <laughs> I am going to go see this movie in 2D because I want to compare them. I want to see – You guys
4: see- notice every 3D movie has to have flakes – at some point, point in the movie, little flakes going around the place. It's such a trope of all these 3D movies.
2: Yeah, I it does it. happen a lot, but I think I, uh, loved it. I think it added to it. Like there was a lot of uh, elements of the weather that played into what Absolutely. was going on in the movie. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't. I, I don't think like Jake. Like I don't think like goddamn flakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw it in 2D. Goddamn really flakes, more flakes. <laughs> Go, you go home and you see frosted flakes and then you go to the grocery store and you see corn, corn flakes. flakes. It's just <laughs> you're surrounded by flakes and then you've got dandruff too. So more flakes. It's just it's a just a flake filled fucking world, isn't it, Jake? Maybe it just was my dandruff you know? and it had nothing to do with the movie. I was gonna movie, say yeah. Yeah, we're gonna need to buy you some Head and Shoulders. Uh,
1: the the one, <laughs> Can we talk about the score? Go for yeah. it. Yeah, like oh, uh, Ramen Uwadi? Um, sounds good maybe best known for his grammy animated guitar driven score for Iron Man he's not best
0: known for an easily pronounceable name
1: exactly we had to to do this we had to talk about this before the show Uh, how do you pronounce this son of a bitch's name and I wrote it out you Waddy (laughs) Um, and for the TV series Prison Break uh, Game of Thrones which I know a lot of people love the score to that uh, in person of interest uh, but one thing, the ending theme "Drift" uh, that's the name of the ending theme mm-hmm. uh, was performed by Blake Pearlman, featuring Riza Ro- uh, from the Wu-Tang Clan. Blake Pearlman? Oh, cool.
0: Blake Perlman? Yeah. Any relation to Ron Perlman? I don't know. I'll have to look Absolutely. that one up.
1: But it, there, I don't know. Did you guys catch the Russian rap in the movie? No. No. There was some, no, there no. was a few times where they had a Russian rap. Group. Was that in the mess hall? I can't remember. I think it was. They were playing some kind of music so, in the background. Right. Um, but I'm definitely going to check this out. I'm not going to buy it. Um, I'm just going to buy some certain singles that I want on iTunes from the movie. Um, but I, I think the music set the tone for a lot of scenes. Uh, and Jay,
2: you probably uh, agree with me on that. Yeah, I mean that's like, – like I said with the weather, I mean he did such a good job with the score, putting the score together with – uh with what was going on in the film so when you had action you had the proper score but you know like even uh, even like scenes that you know were just like like to me the one that stands out is where the the jaeger um is coming out of the water and this is like early on in the film yeah. um he's coming out of the water onto the beach and you've got you know uh, these uh, he kind of crashes down on the beach and when he's these hurt two- yeah He's hurt, yeah. He's he's ripped apart. The the Jaeger's been ripped apart and yeah. the pilot kind of falls out of him. But the music went so well with it. And then you had the action scenes where the music was, you know, kind of this dark foreboarding, but, like, also, you know, kind of techno kind of thing. Because you got robots and you got these monsters. And, you know, it it, it harkens back to watching, like, Japanese animation films.
0: The part in the score that really got to me is later on in the film. We're going to talk about all these things later. but I already know. The part later – no, I don't think you do. Part later in the film is when um, – the Mach Three that Charlie Hunnam was in is dragging that like boat, boat behind yes. him. Yes, awesome. That was one and of my as scenes. the Jaegers walking, they're playing some kind of like techno metal music.
1: Yeah. What's crazy too is that you're the movie set seven to twelve years in the future to play music that could kind of coincide. The
0: kaiju with- actually first arrive if you do the time seven years in twenty twenty. No, 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 no. Oh, the- that was seven years after. Listen, this was- the kaiju arrived. 2013 because
1: yeah, it was seven yeah. years after is when the movie started Th- yes
0: yeah. uh, alaska um yeah it's uh year seven is yeah. when the kaiju killed charlie hunnam's uh, brother yeah, which yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll talk about. That. Get, yeah, yeah. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, we're going to go over spoilers. <laughs> right, <laughs> there's
1: definitely going to be. There's going to be some spoilers. spoilers in this movie,
0: so if this you haven't show. seen the movie, turn it off. Turn yeah. off the podcast. Watch the yeah. movie. Come back and t- right. give us a listen. But
4: I, all right, I, I like, agree though. That, the music was phenomenal. I mean, it, it made these things even bigger than they already were. Yeah. I mean, as unbelievable as that is, it added so much to it.
2: Well, it. It's like with Brian. What Brian was saying about him hauling that boat behind him, yeah. it, the music portrayed that. And you're just getting so into it. You're like, he's going to nail that motherfucker. He's got a big old boat in his hand. He's just dragging it at him. He picks right. it up and slams him. And the music's just going right with it. And you know, I can't remember a movie that I watched in the theaters where I, my jaw
1: dropped. I can't yeah. count on my hands. Yeah. How many times I looked at my stepdad and he looked at me, like, because you, you look at each other for a brief second because you don't want to miss anything. It's like, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. You know dude. what I mean,
0: dude? It was just there, unreal. There hasn't been a movie this summer that I, big blockbuster, that I've taken my girlfriend to that she's liked. We went to Iron Man 3. Yeah. She Iron Man 3, she fell asleep. Yeah. We went to see Man of Steel. She hated it. Mm-hmm. We went to see Lone Ranger. She hated it so much that we actually argued <laughs> after the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> This movie, she absolutely loved. Awesome. She looked at me fifteen minutes in yeah. and said, "I like this one." Nah, and I wow. was like, "Thank God." Fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Thank that'd... God, we're we're gonna have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no,
1: I mean, since we're still reviewing this movie right now, I mean, that it's just, I want to touch on these trailers. If you, I, I, I've talked to so many people over the last week or two, friends of mine that I just, you know, are you going to go see Pacific Rim? No, the trailer looks terrible. Me too. Oh, I'm going to wait on that one. And I'm just like, when I watched, when I got out of this movie, the first thing I said to my stepdad, Bob, was that those those trailers were terrible. You know, setting it up. Mm -hmm. They just didn't do anything after seeing this movie. It was just... It was... I didn't think it was going to be this kind How of storyline. How do you explain
0: line. this kind of a story, though? No,
1: no, not the story, but just what this movie is going to be about, obviously, in a trailer. They have you to can't, though.
0: You can't, though, in a 30-second trailer. That's right. the problem.
1: Yeah. But all they showed was just robots you've and got, aliens fighting, which people You've, you've got to show
0: style, with. man. Yeah. You've, in a movie like this, you can't show the substance, right. as, as far as the trailer's concerned. Yeah. You've got to show the style. Yeah. It's... It, 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 because this is not like transformers correct yeah which f- this is it's it's a shame that this movie and we'll get to it yeah. later it's a shame that this movie's not doing better in the theater financially right now oh i know oh yeah I that, know. Fucking that movie too. well even transformers not michael is, is bay's bad. transformers yeah. when it comes out every weekend they always take the first they're they're always number 1, one. Even the second week, they, they're number one. And this blew that movie out of this the water. This movie beats any Michael Bay Transformers Anything. movie out yeah. of the water, and yet Michael Bay Transformers movie make three, four times as much. Yeah. It's There's gonna something take a, wrong there.
1: It's going to take a while for people to catch on to how good this movie is. Not you visually, not visually, an so audio. Much fun to me, guys? I, it not being
4: a franchise movie and not knowing what was supposed to happen or what was going to happen... I mean, I was cheering after the battles, too, because I didn't know if they were going to win or not. You know, I had no preconceptions of the story. And it's fun to watch a movie that we don't know the story backwards and forwards 500 times already every now and again, you know?
0: It is. It really is, especially if it's done proper and it's done correctly. Right. And and this – it was a case where it was. And the
1: supporting – Cast in this movie was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, everybody was great. Um, really let's good. let's get oh, yeah. let's start let's get talking about it. this yeah. one. Um, so we start off the movie and they give us some exposition. They they actually just tell us what you know they want us to get the terminology down. Yeah, uh, kaiju is the Japanese word that literally translates to strange beast, yeah. um,
1: or giant mo- monster. In the right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we find out that Jaeger is German for hunter. Yeah, which is badass. So maybe. they're hunting kaiju. Yep are they always the hunter or sometimes <laughs> are they the hunted? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, so we find out that there's a portal in the ocean and that there's almost like a, a, a rift, like a right. dimensional rift. A, a they breach, call it the breach. They, they yeah. do. They call yeah. it the breach. Um, the first Kaiju to ever come through was a Category 1. Yep. They're ranked uh, between different categories, 1 through, we saw five. 5. There could be higher categories that we don't know about. Right. Um, but we saw Categories 1 through 5. The first Kaiju, it took them six days, the military, with tanks and jets an and fighter it, yeah. pilots. It took them six days to take this one down, and it tens destroyed of, three cities. Tens of yeah. thousands of people died. And, um, yeah, and then more and more Kaiju, enter, they, they enter through the breach and they're stronger each time and they come through in less time each time and they're adapting time. to the right everything they're adapting yeah. as they come through um so the governments started to work together mm-hmm. throughout the world to fight this. So it actually, you know, connected pretty much the world. world yeah, as um, one
1: now instead of.
0: And so now they start constructing these Jaegers. Well, they figure out a way uh, that they, they they start with one pilot to pilot mm-hmm. these Jaegers, these huge robots that are right. going to fight these monsters. And it's too much for one person's mind to handle so they they break it off into two different people one that controls the left and one that controls the right hemisphere which is
1: freaking amazing yes right oh my gosh that was so awesome
0: but they find out that they have to use people that are very uh that 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 are that that are drift they call it drift compatible they they know each other and they know each other very well they sync up neurally uh very well so um These people, they when they first make these Jaegers, these Jaegers start winning, and the way the Jaegers are kicking ass. Uh, it actually gets to the point where it's almost like you could turn on your TV and it's like a UFC fight. Exactly. It's it's a where joke. You, <laughs> yeah. And they start to name the Jaegers and they start to the name T-shirts are made. Yeah, they and, make yeah. t-shirts. And these people become rock stars yep. and they name the kaiju. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's almost like a battle that you can watch it like on a UFC fight. Probably it was probably like a pay-per-view event. It probably was, yeah. <laughs> they were making fun
4: of the kaiju on late night talk shows. And, <laughs> yeah. well, they and talked about
0: kaiju and Jaeger toys yeah. Yeah. being made and little kids playing with Mm -hmm. them and stuff like that so um the year is 2020 and we're in alaska and it's year seven and uh, that's when we're introduced to charlie hunnam and his brother Mm -hmm. uh the beckett brothers yep raleigh beckett and i can't remember what his brother's name is but Mm -hmm. uh, we're introduced to the beckett brothers uh they're drift compatible did you guys notice like when they when they when they first uh enter the neural bridge the drift Mm -hmm. the masks that they use the helmets did you see that yellow? Yeah, and it yeah. went away. And then it went away? Yeah. That was like only the first time they showed that. Yeah. Do you guys know what that was? Was that was a liquid? Fluid? Yeah, I was thinking it was a liquid at first. if it was
1: cool, like a coolant or something for the. Yeah. the, the, the I, I really uh, wanted to know too.
0: Might have been a coolant for and, like the suit or but something. But that didn't happen when, later on in the yeah. movie with any of the other Jaeger pilots. So I was a little confused with that. Maybe that was. Yeah, that's
2: true. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, they don't show that later. Right. Um, yeah, it looks well, like some kind of yellow liquid that well, just kind of oozes down through the suit.
0: Maybe they didn't need it, that liquid anymore in the newer suits. Maybe, yeah, maybe you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, but Old
1: technology I, at that point. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I thought that you know Charlie Hunnam had always been in a Mach Three, so this was the Mach Three that he was in but I don't know uh, that's one of those things that I, I would like to talk you know like that'd be interesting if we could ever get like a guy like Travis Beecham on our show ask him questions like this pick his brain yeah you know um, the deeper the bond with that neural bridge the better you fight is what they said so right. you know I mean it actually uh, you know you could really tell that he had a connection with his brother I mean they were so they in were sync close. yeah You know, you could just tell that they'd been fighting for years. Like, uh, when they were fighting, there there were times uh, when they were fighting that they would do the exact same move at the exact same time. Yeah. You could tell, like, they they were synced up like they've done this before.
1: Okay, so I found out it's called Relay Gel. Relay Gel. Tell Uh, tell us about it. It resides within the helmet of the Jaeger pilot and relays the electronic impulses of the pilots to one another, allowing them to move in sync.
0: Wow. And Jake, you were right. It was like a, it's a fluid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
4: Interesting. So it's, it's not something it's to weird cool. That, like suit. you said, why didn't they show it again, like the next time they got
0: in? Yeah. Yeah. You never saw that with uh, later on in, in, in any of the other pilots or anything in the future. So Which that's makes weird. sense
1: because I, when I saw the spinal go on the first time, because that's the we only saw that once too. You're, you're right. The spine go on. Right. What I'm also reading too is they call it the spinal clamp. Uh, connects the spines of the two pilots together. They call it the
0: spinal tap?
1: Spinal clamp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking of the uh, documentary. Right. The band. Uh,
1: but anyway, the spinal clamp connects the spines of the two pilots together when attached to the con pod systems, uh, which oh. the pod – the ponds are the um, – they must have been built into the helmet. But we saw this with the doctor when he put that
2: makeshift one
1: on that had the two things on the yeah. neck. Those, right. those were uh, c- uh ponds is what they're calling
2: them. okay so that that kind of explains it because he didn't need the fluid no when, right when charlie day's character did that he didn't need the fluid so yeah that makes sense uh, the technology just evolved but it's cool to see how it happened i'm glad that they included that i didn't really think about that
1: and so then after the gel is down is when the re- the uh, neural handshake happens yeah. Okay. yeah yeah and
0: they did refer to it as the neural handshake right. quite a bit. Um, what did you guys think about the uh the character designs of the jaegers the character designs of the uh kaiju i loved how different they were Gave them personality
1: exactly um and and each one was different which i loved i didn't want to see 15 jaegers look the same right each of them had their own different kind of quirkiness to exactly you know what i mean and
0: i thought it was cool like they had like you know you've got your uh um, Australian, yeah. You Australian have different one. countries representing. Yeah, them. each country. And then my favorite—I don't know who everybody's favorite was. I'm sure everybody had a favorite, yeah. but my favorite was Crimson Typhoon. Yeah, that, that was, was definitely awesome. the Chinese Crimson Typhoon with the Chinese triplets. Uh, those guys were. Awesome! Yeah, uh, you could all see like they were. They, they only hung out with each other. Yeah, playing basketball. Playing basketball. Yeah. They only hung out with each other. That's how tight they were. And so when they were fighting, they um, were definitely in sync. Yeah, because they had the, their their Jaeger was this beautiful crimson red Jaeger. Oh,
1: sleek best looking one. Yeah, yeah,
0: by far sleek and which is uh, it was awesome that it, since there's three of them, they controlled three limbs, three arms. Right. Um. So Which I, looked like
4: buzz saws, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they they really, they, yeah. they actually did turn into like, yeah, like a blade, like a buzz saw blade.
1: One thing I thought yeah. was really neat too, um,
0: we'll probably get into this later in the show, but uh,
1: when Beckett announced – I'm not even going to say what happened. I'm just going to say that let's just say year seven they were analog and then years later they the Jaegers turned into digital. Yeah, yeah. Like how cool is that? You're yeah, bringing in a technology cool. – years advance where we are now, and you're still referring it to as an analog, you know what I mean? And, right. Uh, I want to go over that scene here in a little while. Absolutely. But, uh, the whole... F- the whole. Uh, if if this happens tomorrow, take me to the Jaeger pilot sign-up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: I want to get in that damn thing and fucking kick some ass the way they well, did it. Well,
0: it was cool, because it was like, uh, these suits that they got in, not only was it like they were just in these suits, it's not like uh they just got in suits and they were on a platform no their legs are strapped into like almost like look like gears, gears that they, exactly they, when they move they control the actual robot through these gears and when they
1: turn their head i mean it wasn't like it's not like they just turn their head a little bit and the head moves like they mm-hmm. literally had to look behind them
0: and what about the like they had like in their hand they almost had like the uh the it was almost like a the, holographic uh the pop bubble yeah. From that <laughs> yeah. trouble, trouble—I'll give trouble, you trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're holding the popomatic bubble yeah. in their hand, and it's—it's uh, it's a computer popomatic bubble. That I mean, you know. So, like, when at the beginning, when Charlie and his brother are fighting the kaiju, and they rescue that ship, you can actually see that ship in his hand.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah but how it, cool was that that the it, it wasn't like if like you said about the trailers you just think this is a rock'em sock'em robots type deal no, it's not no you see the action from their perspective right like they are being very physical they're oh, yeah. doing everything that the robot is and doing. they feel Insane. it too and, 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 and they feel it yeah when they're damaged everything and this isn't a field i uh, day, i really like the know. design of the kaiju
4: a lot too i, I thought they were great i like that even more than the jaegers when um when the ones sprouted wings i got really excited you know since they came from the water i wasn't really yeah. expecting that and
0: i liked all the different designs well and, the one uh, we saw the kaiju blue the blood yeah um even saw that in the trailer but there was that one that had like uh, he almost looked like the uh, Jurassic Park the the, the one that oh, the, dilophosaurus. Zolly, the dilophosaurus yeah. yeah and you could see like uh, uh he he started to puff up and then yeah. boom, he spits, and it disintegrated. That's what happened yeah. to uh, that's what happened to the Russian Jaeger. Yes. The Russian Jaeger gets yeah blasted and with that there, toxic, here and there. Yeah, kaiju blood.
1: Uh, one thing too, we I'm I'm reading too. The Crimson Typhoon was the only Mark IV. In oh the movie. really? Yeah. Um, there's a cool website you can go to and actually see all the marks uh, listed. Cool. One one through five, and there's a few unknown. Nice. What's the most
4: of the Jaegers that were assembled at one time, Dan? Is there – how many did we have?
1: It looks like they said it was – hang on. There was – Hello,
4: I'm saying how many did we have.
1: Oh, Oh, Jaeger bombs you mean? I've had
2: seven Uh tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they originally designed like 30 of them. Um, so this was just, they said they did kind of an American Idol kind of thing and they voted the best ones when they were, were making the film. Right. So they had more than this, but these were the best of the best. So. I thought
0: it was interesting later on when, uh, you know, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. Um, let, us start, let's get into some of this. Um, so basically, uh, the world governments, they give up on Jaegers and they start to build ra- these huge walls to keep the Kaiju out. Right. Which when so, I first once heard the, that uh
1: uh-huh. I, I immediately thought those walls aren't
0: gonna do shit. Right. You know well, same <laughs> like like the wa- Jake will agree with me, like the wall they built in World War World War Z. Like that yeah. kept out the, the zombies. And but- what's
1: funny is our review last week of this movie before we saw it, uh huh. Bob the Builder was in this movie. The construction workers <laughs> happened to so come. And they were in the actually movie.
0: Happened. See, that's funny. Our intro was funny because it was like we had no idea no what was going to happen I, in this movie, that. so we were just making shit up because yeah. it's an unknown property. Uh, but anyway, so they're, they're once the government collapses and they they abandon the Jaeger project, they say, okay, that starts. So that starts the resistance. So you've got Idris Elba. Uh, as stacker pentecost and he's leading this which
1: was cool when he referred to it as the resistance instead yeah. of
0: because he didn't
1: beckett ask what this was or he thought it was done
0: right we are no longer
1: i can't remember the exact word he used but we are the resistance which right. is cool
0: right so you know you've got that huge battle between the beckett brothers and you know one of the beckett brothers dies which right. is uh the uh, not Charlie Hunnam, but uh, the other... Beckett. Yeah, he dies. And so years later, you know, world governments, they give up on Jaegers, and then they start the resistance. Um, Charlie Hunnam, he's actually one of the construction workers, like you said. Right. And then it's cool because they show that footage on the TV screen. Uh, of the wall that, that was built in. It looked like Sydney, Australia.
1: Yeah, because it was the the big... the When you think of Sydney, you think of that opera house. Yeah. And yeah. that looked like it was getting
0: ready right. to Yeah. destroyed. And uh, it said that the the kaiju busted through that wall in less than an hour. Less
1: than an right. hour. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and these guys are working their balls day and night on this wall, right. and it ain't going to do nothing.
0: So, yeah, yeah and like was, the one wow. construction worker's watching this, he's like, why are we even doing this then? Yeah. You know yeah. because I mean less than an hour it, it bides you an hour
2: right, yeah, and they were playing
0: that and whole what took what took that Kaiju down in the end a Jaeger right yeah, it, exactly. it was it was hercules uh Hercules and his son Chuck Hansen that mm-hmm. took down right. that, yeah, so after they abandoned the Jaeger project wanted what to p- wanted to it. put up these walls, what happens mm-hmm. yeah, unbelievable, so um. Charlie Hunnam, Raleigh Beckett, he's been out of piloting Jaegers for about five years now. And it looks like Idris Elba, he needs, uh, uh, Stacker Pentecost, he needs a Mach 3 pilot. Yep. He needs uh, all he can get at this point. Right. Because,
2: Because you have this kind of elitist government that's only kind of looking out for itself, not necessarily looking out for the mass of the people. They're doing whatever they think is best for them. And that's one of the reasons the wall is built. Right. And... Yeah, then you have this pilot that's been, you know, out of business for a long time doing construction, and they need all the help they can get because yeah. the government's not backing them anymore at this point.
0: Yeah.
1: No funding whatsoever. There's, It's just – it's a dead project.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you can tell, like, a lot of people that were in the military and that were pilots are still highly – Supporting. Involved in, in, the, in the resistance. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, believe in it. I mean, as well, they should. Absolutely. Because uh, that's the only thing that's been taking care of him. Building walls, man, that's that's bullshit, and right. that's that's what Raleigh Beckett got caught up in. And uh, it's because he explains that when his brother died, he w- they were connected with the neural bridge. Mm-hmm. He felt his brother die, yeah, and still after he felt before. his fear. Yeah, and he couldn't get it out of his head. Nope. And so Idris Elba approaches him and says, "Hey, this is the end of the world right now. Would Who you cares? would yeah. you rather be building a wall, or would you rather be fighting in a Jaeger? Right. And you can't say much more. Yeah,
1: you know what his answer was going to be. That's
0: when we're introduced to Shatterdome, which is the Jaeger base. Base, and um, that
1: was the that was a really cool um, what, location, wasn't it? That, that location, how it was, it
0: was awesome, dude. I love the Shatterdome.
1: How you can see Hong Kong in the in the distance. Uh, the rain added so much. More depth to the location. Yeah. Um, the fact that he gets off the helicopter. Didn't the
0: rain just look badass on the Jaegers, too? Yes. Yes. Yeah, what is
1: dripping off their hands and stuff? Yeah. Like, you awesome. can see, like, he, I think there was one scene he shook it off, maybe, or, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, kind of yeah. just like, wiped his head off well, and shook it off. Well, there's then,
0: the part where Crimson Typhoon is fighting later on, yeah. and they get knocked on their ass, and as they're getting up, they shake their head. Right. I'm yeah, like, shit, was, yeah. dude, we're watching a, a robot shake his head. Yeah. yeah.
1: Just <laughs> the little Idiot. details. Of that of this movie made made so much sense uh, because I didn't want to see a robot that was robotic like ring, ring, you know what I right, mean. Like, I wanted right. to see a human robot, human like movements movement, exactly more movement points versus right. your
0: typical knees. I want to I want to I mean? see more. Uh, I want to see more Transformers Autobot than I do Hondo, uh, Honda Honda Asimo. Mm. If, you, right. guys, if you guys catch that reference.
2: Oh, yeah. And and they did that with the kaiju, too. Right. I mean, these oh, were God. based on people in a suit kind of designs. They didn't want to stay, uh, stray from that. So right. And how cool that's was what, That's what's awesome about seeing so, these things. the, now, on the I kaijus. think
0: this is when the actual movie, I like, I like the stuff that we've seen. I yeah, love it. Absolutely. I love the exhibition that we've seen, how they've explained everything. When they step foot off that helicopter. But this is when the movie starts for yep. me, is when they yep. enter Shatterdome
1: we're agree. introduced and to We're introduced
0: uh, to Mako Mori. Mori. And then Maso. and then soon after we meet Dr. Geisler and Herman Gottlieb. Dr. Yeah. Herman Gottlieb. Yeah. Two, awesome. Yeah. Um they so, they played with each other so well. Oh, like they was, were awesome. The
1: interaction between those two
0: actors Funny. On the screen polar opposites, but both brilliant, brilliant.
1: minds. Yep. And it's like they, they knew they, but they knew each other were brilliant. Jake, Jay, what do you
4: have to say about these guys? I am the scientists were great. I thought Mako was my favorite character. Of the whole movie. I really I liked the, her, uh, too. Fight, yeah. The training sequence with her and Beckett was astounding. Right. Um, I thought the child actress that played. Marco oh my was, god!
0: Let's, let's, let's I, save, let's save, that. save that. that. Oh my god! Yes. Let's save that. <laughs> oh
4: god! I mean, she was. Sa- let's save it. Save it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Save it. Uh, absolutely. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I, no, I, know, no. I know you asked about the scientist. I got excited talking about Mako. <laughs> right.
0: No, I love yeah, Ma- just- Mako Mori. Was she was she's amazing female protagonist. I'd love. I would love to see her in more movies. As her I'm watching this, I'm thinking, who could she be in a Marvel movie? Silo. Mm. Yeah. You mean,
4: and, you know, I didn't expect that in this what looked like a movie for 15-year-old boys to have a strong female character like Mako. She was great. She was
0: awesome. I love Mako Mori. Yeah. I
2: can, wanna... I, can I say about The Scientist, too, that, you know, like I said earlier, the support, if, if you're focusing merely on the main character or, or hey, Mako Jay, Mori. Hey, Jay, Jay, stop
0: yeah. real quick. Your audio is really fucked up right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that better? A lot yeah. better, man
2: okay so i mean if if you focus on the main character alone when you watch this movie you 're going to miss the point because you have so much going on with these other guys, like the two scientists you know you have one that believes i 've got to uh i 've got to destroy these things you know or and then you have the other that believes i 've got to research these things, I want to get to know them right yeah, yeah, and
0: so, you're talking about Dr. Geisler, he wants to understand them and know them. Right, But on the flip side, it doesn't help him that he's obsessed with the kaiju. He actually has uh, <laughs> tattoos of them on his arm. It makes him look a little like he's a
1: fanboy. Fan they, they refer to him as a kaiju groupie.
0: So upon first introductions, yeah. you're going to kind of lean towards Dr. Herman Gottlieb because of that, if yeah. you ask me.
2: Yeah. Oh, you do. Absolutely. And and that's what's cool about it, too. Like I said, these, these supporting cast... You've got to pay attention to everybody in this movie, and if you're just sticking with one as like this main hero, you're gonna miss the whole thing. Yeah, this this whole movie is about interaction between different people. It's not about one guy, so it it, he has to be there to kind of anchor it. But if you can let that go and kind of go with the rest of this, it's it's highly enjoyable, especially the two scientists.
0: Yeah, yeah, agree.
2: What do you think of uh, Stacker? Stackhouse, uh, Pan- uh,
0: stacker Pentecost. Yeah, you mean Idris Elba? Yeah, like what did you think of that? Like his, oh boy, a- about he, him as a character.
1: Uh, yeah, him as him playing that role. He was
4: good. He was a very multi layered character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, At first it seemed like he was just real stiff, and then you really got to dive into what made him who he was. His and- right.
1: lines were brilliant. The writing in that, because I don't see anybody else uh, delivering the lines that he did. No,
0: you know, as far no. as he is becoming one of my favorite actors. Yeah. You know, I mean, and majorly featured in. Shame on me for not watching Luther, mm, right? Shame on me for not watching The Wire. I was introduced mm, to mm, him from. Mm. Uh, I mean it. The office. I, I keep hearing people going crazy about The Wire, the Wire yeah. and Luther. Yeah. Shame on me for not watching these things. Um, you know, he, he was he was a standout performance in Prometheus.
1: Oh yes, yeah. right? but he was mm. Michael Scott's uh, replacement after um, Steve Carell left the office.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, even yeah. in that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. totally. So. Totally different character. And it, that was comedy, but he was awesome in that as well. But, he was
4: really funny. But, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to what he does later on, Brian. Continue what you were uh, saying about that.
0: Um, well, okay, we were talking about the scientists, which I, I think they played off each other really well. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got a. Uh, we're introduced to that clock now. Does that clock it? Con- it counts down the next attack. It resets right. after the, the the one attack, and then counts down till the what they think is going to be the next the one. next attack. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Be- yeah,
2: before you guys get into that, uh-huh. I mean, how much did you love that there were different phases of these kaiju's coming out? Like, oh, yeah. how cool is that that it kept like.
0: Up in the ante throughout the whole movie. Sure. Well, Doctor Herman Gottlieb, he the, he was you know talking about that, and he was spot oh, on, yeah. Um, yeah. with that uh, analysis of like who, you know how many if it's going to be like a uh, you know a, a two two of them at the same time or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, he was spot on with that. I thought it was cool because like what happened is is like first you've got the one kaiju, and then you know whatever amount of time another one would come through the breach. Mm-hmm. But each time that they came through the breach, it took less time for one to come through. Right. And so now you've actually gotten to the point where you've got two maybe coming in at the same time. And then you're thinking yeah. three. They had to loosen that breach up. Right, exactly.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, we were introduced to – now the, we're, we're in Shadow Dome. So we, we were introduced to the Crimson Typhoon, which is the triple yes. arm Jaeger. Uh, we've got that Siberian um, – it's a, it's a Mark One. Jaeger, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool, because they said, like, this is the only Mark One Jaeger that we have here, but it, they're like, don't doubt it, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, you
2: see that later on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's
0: piloted by Sasha and Alexa, I believe, which are the two Russian... Yeah, the, the blonde-haired Pilots. Russians, yeah. yeah. Then we we meet uh, Hercules and Chuck Hansen. Mm. Uh, they're the father Australia. and son combo yeah. from Australia. Uh, the plan that they have to defeat the Kaiju I thought was interesting. Uh, strap a nuclear bomb onto the back of the Australian Jaeger and send it through the breach. Yeah, but it was the fastest, too. Right after they explain that, Dr. Geisler, Charlie Day, says... Nothing goes through the breach. It only comes out of the breach. You can't go through the breach. Mm -hmm. So he's like, it's not going to work. And so Geisler, he's been looking at other ways. And Gottlieb thinks you got to just blow the breach up.
1: Right, that's his main...
0: And Geisler's been looking at other things. And he concludes that these these kaiju, they're clones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he wants to drift with a kaiju, meaning he wants to go into a neural bridge with a kaiju and understand them. And then Dr. Herman at this point, Dr. Herman Gottlieb, he predicts that three three kaijus are going to be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Right. So which which would be the first time I mean the, the yeah first that time, would be time, yeah. catastrophic. And I mean one is catastrophic. Right. And we're already getting category 4. four.
1: But do they did he explain ever in the movie um what categories these would be coming out like hey two are going to come out of the next um
0: No. Okay. They they only know once they come out. Right, that was are. uh that was uh, the guy that we talked about, uh, the op, yeah. Ops Tendo Choi. Yes, he was the one who would let them know when they came out what they were, yeah. what category they were. Um, Which but, was that character was awesome too. I liked him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Cool. Um, so basically, now we're going to try to find a, a pilot mm-hmm. for uh, Raleigh Beckett, yeah. which is Charlie Hammond's character. Train,
1: we're holding auditions. Yeah.
0: And I thought it was interesting how they did that. It was like a, a very Matrix uh, Neo big fighting time, Morpheus scene. Time with, with the mm-hmm. sticks and... With the staff fighting. Almost and you like, really didn't need to explain why they were going to go about the way they did it. They just... that's What called. I got from it was that watching them fight, the style of fighting, and... and um, it was basically the first one to get to four right. strikes is the winner, winner yeah. and but it's more than that it's about how they fight how they interact and counter counter moves and and who is and they're going to actually feel if they're drift compatible mm-hmm. during this fight yeah and uh you know he he goes up against uh one of the one of these candidates that yeah. they've chosen for him and he beats him 4 to 2 i believe the way that he was able to get her, you know, because Mori.
1: Pente- Pentecost didn't want her to
0: to do this at all. Well, he we calls didn't know this. her out. He says, yeah, "Hey, yeah. why don't you let me take on your prized, uh, yeah. you, know, you know, your student?"
1: And she looks over at him and is like, "I want to go." She does. Most people in that case are like, "Hell no!"
0: This I'm is not. her dream, though.
1: Yeah, this is, and that was cool. Is that's when we first learned. That's w- in my opinion. That's when I first started putting two to two together about. These these two characters have had a relationship for a long time. What is this relationship? How did it come about?
0: Yeah, but what kind of a relationship do they have?
1: It was like a father daughter type
0: relationship. We don't find that out at this point. No, that's what in I'm time. saying. But
1: you can start to get a little bit of that.
0: At this point in time, I didn't know if it was more of a, a Zachary Quinno Spock Ahura Zoe Saldana mm, relationship yeah. or was it a father son thing?
1: Sure, I can understand that. Yeah. Do you
0: guys get what I'm saying? I oh, yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: But, yeah, the, the fighting, th- that's what was cool about it, too. I mean, coming from a martial arts background, that's how you learn about somebody is you fight them. And I thought that was really in-depth that he included that. I mean, he knows what he's talking about when he, when he wrote that part in there. That's basically the sex scene of the movie when him and uh, uh, Mako Mor- Mori you know, fight. That's the sex scene. You know that these two are connected by the right. way that they fight. Right, and that was awesome. That that's the way they figured it out. Well, because and,
0: and he knew he, and Pentecost knew it too. Yeah. but he didn't want to. He he didn't want her to be involved in this. Well, you saw it when Charlie Hunnam uh, was when he first took he, he his first strike was within moments. Oh yeah, right. But right after he got cocky about that first strike, she got him right back, exactly. and it was one to one. Yeah, and um, it went back
1: and forth until
0: she she beat him four yeah, to three. Yeah, and uh, he said, you know. This is my co-pilot. Yep. Right. Right there. And, you know, Stacker Pentecost is like, uh-uh. No. 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 Still being that protective father figure. Exactly. Um, but uh, I thought that was a really cool scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was a great scene. I wasn't scene. expecting anything like that in this movie. Did you guys? Okay. So now, you know, we, we have, uh, we have, we are introduced to Chuck Hansen. And the um, the cocky. interaction, yeah, the interaction between him and Raleigh Beckett, uh, right? Typical. It almost, Did you guys get that feeling that it was a very Iceman Maverick?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. You're reckless. <laughs> You're reckless, Maverick. Yeah, right. Did right. You, when are on the th- same team, but you you don't agree with each other's styles, right? You know I, I mean? felt
0: I felt very like this was an Iceman Maverick sure. Top Gun sure. relationship I can, yeah, between yeah, I get these that.
3: two. Yep. Uh,
4: you Did guys you guys get kill that? Me. I've never seen Top Gun. What's you've never seen Top Gun? I've never seen Top Gun. It's like the '80s movie I've never seen.
0: Oh my gosh, Jake! Okay, we're gonna have to have you watch Top Gun. We'll have to clockwork
2: orange and tape your eyeballs open. <laughs> <laughs> <the> yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. That that was there, and that, I like that part too. I mean, you have this cocky kind of young kid who, who you know, maybe doesn't understand how bad it gets out there, you know, because they've won every – the Australian Jaeger has, right. what, killed 51 of these things?
0: Yeah, 51.
2: Yeah, so he had no idea what it's like to lose somebody or to be in that kind of situation. Right. So. But, so he
1: but he's still a badass, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the father-son oh, yeah. story behind that, too, was really neat. Um, I thought it, okay, I thought it was cool, like they still kept you involved in the movie as far as like what is the, how is the world reacting to all they 've known is like we 're fighting the Kaiju with Jaegers. yeah, so like now that there 's no Jaegers and they' built these walls and the walls aren 't working, how is the world reacting to this? They actually show scenes of People protesting, yeah. abandoning these Jaegers, and rising up against like the looks like like the military. Mm-hmm. You know, so like people are like throwing stuff at the military, almost like things. a riot type. Yeah, situation. it's like a riot situation. Yeah. So I thought that was cool that they threw that in too. They're paying Guillermo de Toro paid attention to a lot of detail in this film. The
1: details, like I said earlier, Absolutely. made this movie, in my opinion.
0: So Geisler, he drifts with a. Uh, one of these kaiju brains. Yeah. We find out the kaiju have two, <laughs> two brains. brains. They have a, a main brain, brain and a backup brain, like a yeah. second brain. And he, he drifts with it, and we learn that there's a lot more to the kaiju that we did not know about.
1: Mm-hmm. They right.
0: have masters. Oh, Yeah. And uh, this goes back a long time with them. This is not our first encounter with them. They actually the, were the ones that sent the dinosaurs. Yep. How
2: fucking cool was that? That was a great review. That was
0: one of those moments where I was like, oh, my God. You right. know, that was a
2: brain to come
1: back out of the know. <laughs> That was a jaw-dropping uh, mind-blowing But
0: see our environment killed them.
1: Exactly. Right. So
0: now yeah. with all like the chloro- CFCs and you know yeah. the carbon monoxides right. and all that stuff we've actually terraformed our earth to support their life forms. We did it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> our Lucian helped them
0: out. Exactly. So they are actually, these Kaiju are attacking us under orders. Um, These, the masters, they're colonists and they colonize these worlds and then move on to a different world. Uh, And they've actually been waiting since the the time of the dinosaurs to come back. Um, Now we find out that, you know, Idris Elba, Stacker Pentecost, is going to let Makomori be... Raleigh Beckett's co-pilot right and uh that was a c- pretty cool reveal I think we all knew that it was going to happen though yeah but I was still happy when I did see her in the in the black suit getting ready to go into the mark 3 with that him was I was happy another two words was fucking too.
1: awesome I mean that that that's in my opinion is like that's when the movie started for me like we're about to go whoop some ass and now we find two people yeah we find his co-pilot that they mesh so well Um, And at that point in the movie, I was like, I don't want to see this fail.
0: I was thinking, like, watching her in this movie, being a badass, I was thinking, oh, I hope they make an Expendables movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I was like, man, if they make an Expendables movie, I want her to be, like, the Jet Li of Hmm. that movie.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, also what was cool about... Uh, M- uh, Mako and uh, the the main character the main hero um, what's cool about that is you have two broken people and and I think what he showed there was yeah. you, you could take two broken people and make them a whole you know there was definitely struggles at first right? and, and you're going to get into that but yeah uh, Essentially, you're taking two really damaged people that can, can you know, they have this haunted past, these sure. things that haunt them, and you're trying to mind meld these two people. And they've never and done
0: this before with each right. other. Never
2: done this before, and, but he's saying, and that's another one of these moral lessons at that's, that's the core of this movie that I love, you can take two damaged people and make them a whole. Mm -hmm. You could take two separate people that have different backgrounds, but we can relate. We
0: can understand each other. And that was awesome between those two, especially. I thought it was cool that when they got into the Jaeger together, um, you've got Charlie Hunnam who says, I'm going to take the left side. Because my right is banged up. Because my right's messed up. So he took his brother's side. Yep. Mm Kind of like when Michael Jordan left the Bulls. (laughs) <laughs> and he came back as number 45. Number 45 was his brother's number when his brother right. played okay. high school basketball. So, he wanted to pay homage to sure. his brother and I I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was so, a tie. Um but uh they they're going to drift for the first time and uh what happens is when you drift, it's almost like, did you guys get kind of like an Inception moment from exactly. this? Yeah. Exactly. You got into that other person's brain. This was like a Christopher Nolan Type, Inception yeah. moment because she gets caught up. In, okay. When they connect in this neural Bridge, they share each other's thoughts. Exactly. Well, she gets caught up in her own thoughts and she sees herself as a child. One what? of the best scenes of the entire movie. Absolutely. Up right here. Agreed. Well, they, they call it, they, well, they say, it, they warn her, don't chase
2: the rabbit. Rabbit. Exactly. And she
1: chased it. Right. And, and I want to say it, it brings her back to a moment when she was a child. I can't, maybe five or six years old. Maybe a little bit older than that. She's in the streets of Hong Kong, it looks like. hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the music tied into this scene, it, watching it in the theater, it made me feel like I was in the streets with her watching it. I was Agreed. so emotionally connected to her character at this point. Oh, the yeah. cool thing about this whole scene was Beckett's character was standing behind her when she went into that alley. He was watching it all go down like he was there originally. That's the inception Exactly, but that was so cool that... This technology allows you to get into somebody's head.
0: You've got a five, five year old, six year old Makomori, and yeah. here she is, and she's in the desolate streets of Hong Kong. I mean, it's been okay. ravaged and destroyed. I mean, it looks like the it looks like Metropolis in Man of Steel after yeah. it's been, you know. Worse. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh after it's been like terraformed and blown the fuck up. Yeah, it looks worse. Yeah. And there she is, and all of a sudden, after the smoke clears. She sees this monstrous kaiju. Yeah. And this thing locks eyes with her. Mm-hmm. And she starts running. And you see this tiny little girl running through the streets, crying. Chills. Yeah. As she is running, guys, I am terrified for her. Yep. I felt her fear. And this is me watching the movie. I wanted I to pick her up and rescue Take this little life. girl. Yep. And I don't even ha- I don't even like kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I this that. little girl, I just wanted to pick her up and rescue her. The way it was she- coming
2: for her, it was it was It was yeah, after like you her. said it locked eyes with it her did. basically and it was like I'm going to get you, you
4: know. Right. She looked so terrified. I was scared for her. Oh yeah. You know, that was some did of you, the best. Did any acting.
0: of you think like, you know, like when you were growing up and your parents said there are no monsters? <sighs> did any of you think that like did you, any of you think that when you were watching this part? Like, Not this poor then, little girl, now, this I poor course. little girl can never say that there are no monsters under the bed. Because right. like, she had the this, biggest one this coming is, after yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. And then she runs off into that alley, in which this is a memory that she's in. Now, this happened, but yeah. this is a memory that she's reliving. And then Charlie Hunnam, Raleigh Beckett, is behind her, right. watching this go down. He's trying to like pull her out of this inception exactly. moment. And he's talking to her in that. Now, as she's feeling this intense fear, for this kaiju, she wants to defend herself. Mm-hmm. So as she's feeling this, you can see that the plasma cannon yep. is charging in the real world. So the Jaeger yeah. is activating its plasma cannon.
1: And keep in mind, this is a training exercise. I don't think we mentioned that. It's in the shatter dome, yeah. too. It's yeah. inside the they shatter dome. They were training th- when this happens.
0: And so we see the plasma cannon lighting up and Sasha and Alexa, the Serbian
5: Aamed Jaeger right pilots,
0: him. it's aimed right at them. They, they, they walk the fuck away <laughs> right. from it. Get out of here. So they're trying to power this Jaeger down. So yeah, it was, that was a really cool scene. The girl just looked terrified. She was a great little actress. Jake, did you want to get into that a little bit?
4: I was just, I mean, I was so emotionally connected to Mako after this scene. You know, I think that scene made her my favorite character.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, this movie did everything Transformers could never do. You know, it had the big, impressive battles, and I actually gave a shit about the characters. Like, uh, this movie was so good.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was such an intense scene. Uh, it, it was kind of in the middle of the movie, and, and you've kind of had the setup at this point, and you don't really understand who she is or what her damage is. You know there's right. something wrong There's with her, something there, you know? yeah. And, and you know there's a reason why she's being held back. And then to see this scene, like, yeah, I was choked up, man. I, I, I imagined myself in that position, you know, where you are told there's no monsters and all of a sudden you're confronted, you know, with a monster. That's yeah. terrifying.
0: Yeah, that, that just came to my mind the first time I watched it. I mean, I just I love that scene. Yeah, it was, it was so good. And they went back to it. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah. they did. Um, Han- uh, now we meet uh, Hannibal Chow. The oh. black market dealer, Badass. which is played by Ron Perlman. Badass. Um. Was- so basically, what happens is like uh, once these uh, kaiju are killed, there's an extraction team that comes in immediately, immediately and starts taking body parts, toenails, and, and well, even these, sp- the, even the alien lice that are yeah, lit- yeah, have- yeah the yeah. Um, They're and, selling
1: spleens and livers. Well, and, uh,
0: apparently, like what they do is they take the kaiju bones and they grind them up into a powder, right. and it's used for male like a, potency. Yeah, is exactly. they said? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> get me some of that. <laughs> what, okay, that's what,
2: when you're first introduced to him. Yeah. And he starts, "Hey, you want that, don't you? You want the ground up bones, for right, uh, right. male potency." Yeah, yeah. he's like, <laughs> "I, yeah."
0: So, what did you guys think of Ron Perlman as Hannibal Chow? I, I love that character.
4: I loved him too. I, I thought he had great chemistry with Charlie
0: Day.
1: I want to see oh, yeah. a movie, a prequel to this movie with, mm. with his character.
0: My favorite part was his shoes. <laughs> oh, oh those
1: yeah. Those were awesome <laughs> shoes. The clink clanks.
0: The gold uh, yeah, the, scales or whatever. Yeah. is was awesome. It was almost like a, I don't know, it was like a, it was like business casual, casual meets... Uh, P. Diddy. Knighthood. <laughs> uh, knighthood, exactly. I was thinking like a knight, yeah. But and it what, was
2: the second set of shoes that were featured in this movie, by the way. So. Exactly.
0: Uh, i
1: do want to get into his shoes at the end oh yeah absolutely
0: um so now uh we meet uh there's the part where uh charlie hunnam uh raleigh beckett and uh what's his name ice man chuck (laughs) hansen yeah they meet each other out in the hallway and and uh pretty good fight scene yeah he calls uh uh, chuck hansen calls Mako a a bitch Yeah, uh yeah yeah, there's a big fight ensues and um, this is where we find out afterwards that, you know, Stacker Pentecost actually rescued her as a child. They go back right. to that scene. and That's where that father-daughter relationship right. comes from. Um, we get the first double event where two Taiju... Yes. Yeah. And so now it's like they've called all the Jaegers to arms... They've got four Jaegers left. Mm-hmm. Four Jaegers left out of all the Jaegers. And only ever. three
1: of them go out to this battle at first,
0: right? So we've got Crimson Typhoon. We've got uh, the uh, Russian Jaeger, right. and then the Australian Jaeger. Um, so the Russian Jaeger and the uh,
1: Crimson Crimson Typhoon are going to play.
0: Two. They're gonna, They're the strikers. So right. they're going to. They're they're basically the ones that are going to go fight. And then on defense. Bad, uh, you know, guarding Shatterdome is uh, the Australians.
1: One thing I want to mention too: the the fighting scenes between the two, um, the kaiju and the Jaegers, was so realistic. Usually, when you see a robot punch something, it's very slow, and you know what I mean. Like this, there was so much human aspect to these these machines. How mm-hmm. there was one scene I, in particular where he grabbed the kaiju and flipped him over. Yeah, and, it, and and it looked like a human flipping another human over. Like it Are was you talking about the Crimson
0: Typhoon? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, there was that part where, like you know, the Crimson Typhoon, uh, you, it, it released the blades, showed yep. off all three blades, and then it threw one arm out to punch mm-hmm. the kaiju. Grabbed it. Threw the other arm out to punch it. Grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it still had a third arm, but it used like some kind of like rockets yeah, to, to like propel off. itself up yeah. into the air, yeah. and then used its legs to come back and land the other Mm -hmm. way. And uh, it was still... uh, I love the Crimson Typhoon, but it did get taken out pretty early in that fight. Very quick. Um, You've got these uh, Kaiju with very, very, very deadly limbs. Yeah. Like that Kaiju that had the tail with the three spikes on it. Oh, yeah. Its tail moved like it was like another arm. Right, And so clearly... The Crimson Typhoon was outmatched and got taken down pretty early, mm-hmm. which was I thought I I was, was like a little upset because yeah. I loved watching that. I want to that see that more, yeah, more, interaction with yeah. that. Um, then the kaiju splits uh, that that one kaiju spits the blue mm-hmm. stuff and then oh, yeah. takes out the Russian Jaeger. Yep, no Shino- Alpha. They ended up drowning, right?
2: Yeah, yes. well, yeah, they were the drowning, proudest. and then it basically exploded, exploded its yeah. head underwater. The kaiju just grabbed its head and kind of crushed it. And you Steffed see it explode it, under the water. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now um, you've got the Australian, striker Eureka. Yeah, you've got Eureka coming yeah. out there to like now he's going to start fighting. Mm-hmm.
2: He's but, running at him,
4: right? Yeah. yeah,
0: that was so cool. That but was awesome.
4: Yeah, you've got I mean, they this, didn't want them to risk that Jaeger either. They right. were screaming at him not to go mm-hmm. into that fight.
0: Well, I mean. What happens was I I did not expect this at all, but the the kaiju gives off almost like an EMP electromagnetic yeah. pulse. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that knocks out the uh, all the, elect- the digital, all the electronics, everything. all the power went out. Yep. Even it, even all the power in Shatterdome went out. Yep, yep. Um, so now it's like now they've got no Jaeger. So you've got like this, and that's when the you've, digital you've analog- got Eureka Jaeger just dead in the water there. Yep. And so the father and son tandem, like the, this, that's where the father gets his arm injured. Mm-hmm. And now he's unable to even, Do even it. if, even if the Jaeger was online, he's unable he's to operate done. it. Yep. His arm is broken.
4: Yep. I love when they, uh, shoot it with the flare gun just to piss it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that was cool. So, they, yeah, they actually come out. And it's cool when they come out of the Jaegers. It's almost like they're you know, leaving like a submarine or something. Exactly. You see like like the, the big hatch, you know. It's so easy come for them to of. pop
1: out and yeah. hand me those flare guns. And I think the sun said something like, are you serious? And this
0: is where they get into the Mach 3. Yeah. And uh, the this the is analog. Charlie Hunnam and uh, Mako. They, this they is come their up. first ready. This is their first time. And uh they go out there and uh they pretty much take care of business.
2: It was yeah, so Yeah, that was so badass, like seeing his his mech coming on the helicopters. Yeah. You know, you have this shut, this the shut down Urea, yeah. and the shutdown Eureka, and then you it, have his Jaeger coming up, you know, the being way they carried by helicopters. Him, right? Fucking awesome, the, and they just drop him in the water and then he just starts fighting.
0: It was awesome. The kaiju yeah, the kaiju, uh, the one kaiju goes into Hong Kong, and he's going after right. Dr. Geisler. Because of the... But the one that's like, the 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 character design, the kaiju, that's almost like an ape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when he charges, he's he looks running. like an ape. He's yeah, running he's running with, like with his, plan like... Planet of the apes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, when he picks him up, when that kaiju picks up uh, Raleigh Beckett's Jaeger and throws him... <laughs> and he does that slide move and, and he, he
1: stops oh, cool. with the bird on the, the ledge is that what you're talking about when he's sliding backwards yeah and then the birds on that ledge and the ledge moves a little bit and the bird flies away i didn't see the bird really uh-uh. there was tw- two times in this movie that happened huh. where you could see something stop
0: and then something else happens real real quick you know what i mean it must have been something you saw on imax that i didn't pick up
1: on yeah there was a it was like a pellet or some kind of bird sitting on the ledge i didn't the see it man. came back hit it and then it kind of like – I don't know if you guys picked that up or not.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yes. I, I did not see that. I didn't either. I saw the movie twice and I didn't see really? it. Really? Yeah. What but did that you guys, was awesome how he – yeah, how he came back from that. That was really cool. Yeah. What did you guys think about some of the gadgets that are on these Jaegers I didn't know about? The, like six missiles out of the chest? Six missiles yeah. out of the chest. The elbow rocket punch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was Like when, when you've got a chance for a death blow and, and they're like – he's like – Charlie Charlie Hunnam's like, elbow rocket. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see like, <laughs> boom. Yeah. And when they hit these freaking kaijus in Feel the face, it. dude, it's almost Feel like, it. yeah, they hit their jawbone. You can see him just get jacked up. And the Foley work was so good too. The sound effects really added yeah. so much to it. Um, I like it. Like So they're fighting this kaiju. I love it when he goes, empty the plasma cannon on him. Yeah. And he just starts... Laying into this this kaiju she just starts laying into him with the plasma cannon boom 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 yeah. into the abdomen and this thing's got kaiju blue just squirting out Edward. all over the place and <laughs> and it's on the ground. It clearly looks dead, yeah. but he's not taking any risk. And he says he says, Wait, I think this guy's dead. Let's check, check for a pulse. <laughs> Bam! Just starts blowing him away with the plasma cannon some more. There was no pulse. No pulse. <laughs> so then he goes into Hong Kong, he's dragging the huge boat like oh we talked gosh, about earlier that he's dragging it like it's a freaking amazing. blade yeah that was badass dude the music starts up and then this is the one that's got that tail that took out crimson typhoon right, with right. the three talons on it yeah. and now d- this isn't the fo- category five right no 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 okay. we are not introduced right, to a category right. five until the end of the movie right now this has the part where the, that 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 tail wraps around his arm right, right, and it's wrapped around the jaeger's arm, and then we're introduced to another gadget, yep, the coolant coolant system that is badass and then it starts to freeze the tail the tail, and then he just cracks the tail right off at this point. The Kaiju freaks the fuck out and is like, "What the <laughs> fuck I'm out of here and boom <laughs> that's when we're- that's when the Kaiju just has these huge wings, yeah. Bam that we we didn't even see. Never saw it coming. And starts flying away up in the air. And so carrying. it's carrying the Jaeger. Yeah. Yeah. Carrying okay. the Jaeger. Yeah. yeah. Carrying the Jaeger. Like an eagle. Exactly. On its prey. And it was just like an eagle carrying Jaden Smith in After Earth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but you you thought he was fucked at that point because yes like, drags him across building
1: right. tops like and they're he's out screwed. of weapons oh, another scene in that or another part in that scene that i caught um when his fist punches through the building uh-huh. and it stops. And then I can't remember the name of this, this, this toy that sits on desks, the five balls that you, yeah. you pick one ball, knickknack up and just, balls. Yeah. Did, did you see that? How, when it's, st- it was one of those slow motion sure. and it barely hit it yeah. and it started to go. That was like another part. I liked the slow mo camera with right. that and, um then the the whole fist going through the, the the office building and then coming back out that was just it was the special <laughs> well, effects on it was amazing well,
2: what 's also cool is he lost that Kaiju in the buildings like it kind of went away from him, yeah. yeah, and then it just comes out of one of the buildings, it just crashes through at him, well, grabs he his
1: head
0: and his wings. And bashes it into the other building they're just yeah. using they're just using the city as like their battleground, yeah, they was so awesome. no, yeah. fucked up yeah, it's they don't awesome, care. yeah, but so now he's flying, this Kaiju is flying. The Jaeger up into outer yep, space. Yep, yep. I mean, they're going. They're fifty thousand feet up, is what they're they say. Yeah. Now this is the part that I didn't get. They finally decide to reveal that the Jaegers have a sword. Yeah. 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 Why, dude, 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 that dude, dude. Earlier? That Jaeger sword was probably the most badass weapon I've seen in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. How it was like, limp, I, I and mean, it, it finally gets revealed. Yeah. Like. But the was, times, no, dude. Like the times that you're like blasting using the chest cannons. Yeah, you could have just taken out a sword and cut this thing's head off. You've been in close quarters with it. The time where he punched it in the face yeah. with the with oh, the elbow cannon.
3: Elbow.
0: Yeah, dude, he dude, he could have used an elbow cannon with a sword combo right. and stabbed the motherfucker. But it was
1: a cool introduction to the sword. Being, it was cool for know, the story. Yeah, but. I agree with you.
0: It could have been Thank used a
1: lot earlier. You. That's
0: all I'm saying. And we
1: might not have even been in space. When I'm watching the movie, <laughs> you know the only saying? thing I'm thinking
0: <laughs> is like, why are they busting out the sword right I, now? I
4: had the same thought. They even call it the last resort the and last when they resort. said that. I was like, why isn't that the first resort? No right. shit, <laughs> man. that should be out
1: when you're getting dropped from the right. helicopter, like, right? That kaiju should the see that. Report. Yeah, that should see the sword and be done. Like, but no, that was it. Was a cool introduction.
0: It, it was, was the best weapon ever. It dude. was neat
1: how it came out limp. Did You notice that it was kind of like flimsy, and then it got whip-like, yeah. yeah. And then it was just, yeah. And then you're done.
0: So now, you know, he stabs the kaiju, kills it, falls down, and actually finds a way to survive. Paul Thirteen esque, right there. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Idris Elba walks him through. This is what you need to do to survive, right. and and then and they live. The extraction team is in place to take the kaiju remains. The kaiju was actually, we find out, the kaiju's pregnant. And oh, yeah. Did you, did you guys notice when uh, Geisler sees the baby and doesn't run at first? Did you guys think, like, that's weird?
3: Yeah. A little no, bit. He, he always wasn't...
0: wanted to see one alive. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. what I wanted to say. Yeah. It made sense for the character because yeah. earlier in the movie, he said he wanted to see one up close. He was
1: half ass in that.
0: So when he saw that kaiju, he was mesmerized. Unlike in like movies like Prometheus, right. where you've got a biologist who's freaked <laughs> out by a dead... You know, architect, alien. In this movie, it actually makes sense while he's sitting there watching it. Like, wow. When everybody else is running. This is his dream. He said he's always wanted to see one up close. And eventually Uh, he snaps, too, and gets the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, What happens is, like, the baby's lungs are underdeveloped, and then it gets caught up in the umbilical cord. And then... Chow, plays Chow, it off. comes <laughs> Chow looks scared as hell. Oh,
1: big time! And he's like, yeah. I knew
0: it was gonna die. I knew the
1: lungs. <laughs> he played it off. Lungs like. run developed, and, and I but he was the first one to get
0: out. And like, he, and as you know, he's talking about how this thing is dead, and blah blah yeah. blah, and even throws a knife at it. Yeah. yeah, it gets one last breath, sees him, and eats him. I think that was the
1: <laughs> the, the knife going into him is what pissed that off. You know, and, but the thing is. It, that thing chowed on him like bit down.
0: Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like it. You just used his last name as a verb. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but when I'm reading his
1: last name, they spell it C H A U, which I didn't. I wanted it to be the because did. You guys uh, f- uh, get the fact that why his name is Hannibal Chow?
0: He said his favorite character or something like that. I'm thinking next Hannibal next Lecter. Oh,
1: yeah, and his yeah. favorite place to eat in New York yeah. was something Chow. Yeah. Yeah. But, you fun.
2: know, what I liked about that scene was that, they, you know, the, and it, they do this earlier on with the scientists, too, is it, it had a sense of humor. Yeah. This, this film didn't take itself super seriously. It was fun yeah. because of that stuff. So. Mm, right.
4: Um, I thought uh, Chow's death reminded me a lot of uh, Samuel L. Jackson's death in uh, Deep Blue Sea, the shark movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that movie. I remember it's, it. But I the really shark's like dead, it. and it eats him from behind the yeah. second they think it's dead.
0: Cool. Oh, yeah! Okay, now I remember that. Yeah. Um, so Herman Gottlieb, Dr. Herman Gottlieb and Geisler, now what happens is they're talking about uh, actually working in tandem to drift together and learn how to defeat the Masters on the other side of the breach. Right. And uh, that was cool, um, which they do, and uh, t- it works. They-, they figure out what they need to do in order to defeat the Kaiju, uh, the problem is that they've while they're while they've been figuring this out, um, they've already sent two. Uh, what is it? The two remaining Jaegers to put the original plan into place, to, right? To blow up the breach, which at this point um, we know that if they do that, they're going to pretty much just blow up our planet.
2: Right, it's going to reflect right back in.
4: Right. Right. We find out that they need the genetic code of the Koju to be able to enter the breach in the first place.
0: Kai- right. Kaiju. 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 Yep. Yeah, they, they need to basically – I think it was um, Gottlieb that said that it's almost like uh, a barcode. Yes. That uh, w- you know, That's the only way that they're able to pass through. It's almost like an alien barcode, and if you don't have that alien barcode, you're not going through the breach.
2: Yeah, so you can't send a bomb down there. You can't. There's no other way to do it, right? With without having kaiju DNA,
4: right? They could have got Luke in his X-wing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have pulled it off. <laughs> so uh, you know the final battle is really cool. Um, yes, we we get uh, our, we see our first uh, category five. Yeah. yeah, and we also see the fastest kaiju on record. You know, well yeah. there were
2: there were multiple times where they couldn't even see it. They, yeah, it was kind of yeah. like a
0: shark almost, Th- but wasn't the battle it? happens underwater, right? Right. right. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool. Yeah.
1: The breach is underwater, so that's right. why they're where they're going.
0: Um, the, I like the part where uh, they they use the sword again in this final battle scene, mm-hmm. and uh, the Raleigh Beckett. He actually, when he slices that kaiju in half with the sword, <laughs> oh. they cut away <laughs> to him inside the Jaeger, and it is him. It almost. Even though you're seeing the robot do it on the outside of the Jaeger, it's almost like he did it from inside of the Jaeger when you watch right. his you his follow through. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Um, did the end scene um, with the nuclear bomb did that kind of remind you guys of uh, Iron Man and the nuclear warhead against the Chitauri? A little
2: bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Most de- just
2: reverse, basically. Exactly. It space. was like a
0: reverse. Yep. Yeah. So yeah,
2: I, I liked that a lot. I liked how they had an extra dimensional uh, element to this that these these kaiju weren't coming from outer space. Yeah. they were coming from the sea. Yeah, they were coming from another dimension. That was really awesome too. Right. Yeah, I almost really and, yeah, in very Lovecraftian. Yeah, very much. Very much.
0: What did you guys think about like? Okay, you know, so they send them through the they send them through the breach and uh, they 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 blow up the master's you know home planet or or that that section of realm their planet realm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so they, they've they won the battle. Um, what did you guys think of the ending? Did you like it? I did. I, I did like it. Me too.
4: I liked how the movie had a lot of jargon, but it always made sense. It always, yeah. you know, it wasn't just a bunch of jargon bullshit. Yeah. Like, it actually made sense to the plot, you know? Yeah.
0: I'm glad that at the end when, you know, uh, Mako Mori and, and Raleigh Beckett, like, they surface under the water That was and so cool.
1: The pods. I... W- we didn't. We were just introduced to the pods right at the end of the movie. We yeah. didn't know they had an escape way of all right. those Jaegers, right? And the fact that she left first, you know, he put her in and, they, and she yeah. left, and you know, part of me during that whole scene and, and the climax of that, I, I honestly thought they were going to kill him off.
0: I thought he was going to be done for. Oh, uh, that he was going to die in that other explo- dimension. Yeah, because the, the part I was worried about at the end, Dan, was when he did make it through and they were there face-to-face. Yeah, no pulse. I was... No, I was worried that they were going to kiss. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and a kiss would have ruined, ruined that the, ending. Yeah, it was. I agree, I agree. But you know what? Like a, they just rested each other's foreheads against each other. You didn't yes. need to. And then they gave each other a hug. You
1: didn't need to kiss. That would. Yeah, you're right. A kiss would yeah. have been like, okay, oh, it's the fuck. end of Speed.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's That's, again, yeah. what was great about those two characters is that they were obviously in love, but it wasn't They loved each other, but it wasn't necessarily like a romance kind of situation. No PDA, and you didn't need it. No. They both suffered
4: great loss, and they they could relate with each other's losses. Yeah, yeah, that that was
2: so good that they did not kiss. I was thinking that too, Brian. I was like, if they kiss, I'm out of here. I'm glad that
1: I wasn't the only one that thought But I did like the the fact that she kept looking at her peephole in her
0: room. Yeah. That was cool. And I, there I, is a romantic connection I think between them, but they, them, did but they it did didn't need to show that. But
1: they did it perfectly. They they kept it a small amount. Right. And it was stuff where, where really most movies would have had them have sex Guys,
0: eventually Guys, I'm excited. This is our first Tupperware movie. Movie. Yes. yes it is.
3: Tupperware
0: party. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy too. And <laughs> I was going to and really I was going to shout out. that out at the end here. What
4: what upsets you, Jake? That this movie's getting beat by grown-ups
0: too. Well, and Despicable Me. Yeah, I I mean, Despicable good- Me was number one. Yeah.
4: Again. Yeah. Hope, again. Hopefully good word of mouth can get out there, and this movie can have a strong week, too, because I, I for one, would love a sequel for this movie. Yes. You know a what sequel. really
0: upsets me? World Hunger. <laughs> so jake well, maybe maybe your little problem of I'm box hungry. office records is maybe small in comparison to mine <laughs> so maybe i'm the ultimate humanitarian on this show right just when world that. hunger comes out in the theaters i'll see it in 3d <laughs> i'm gonna get off my little soapbox right now <laughs> right but uh, I, I, what are the critics saying, Dan? What, uh, Jake, you guys have been following this on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, there's a call co- I mean, as far as the critics go, I think they're, they're. it's almost like they're wanting to give it exactly what we gave it tonight, but they're holding back a little bit. Yes. Uh, just a couple that I read. Um, a guy who writes for rog- rog- Roger Ebert.com said, if I were nine years old, I would s- I would see the Monsters versus uh, Robots adventure in Pacific Rim 50 times, but... Uh, I'm in my 40s. I have two kids. I have two jobs. I'll have to be content with seeing it a couple more times in theaters and rewatching it on video. That that doesn't really explain how the movie was, but it's the simple fact that he's basically saying he would go see this movie the next seven days in a row. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of holding it by he's kind of given an excuse of I have two jobs and I have a family. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> and just he's like jaded as hell. Yeah, right. It's just like to me, regardless of how old I am. I went to go see this with somebody who's 20 years older than me, and they had the same reaction as me as far as love this movie. I could have taken my nine-year-old little brother to see this, and he probably would have flipped out just as much as I did. Right? Um, I think the critics are basically going to – this is how it's going to work for the next month or so. Everybody deep down loves this movie. There's going to be some people out there that don't want to admit it.
2: I agree, Dan.
1: You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Have you There's guys some noticed? insane
4: critical reviews, though. There's some people that really hate this movie. Yeah. It's That's weird. Bob Jen Scheinbrie from Free- 3AW, he says, it's undoubtedly the worst big screen film since M. Night's Last Airbender.
2: Yeah, whatever. what?
4: To put who, it bluntly, Pacific Rim deserves the derision usually lumped upon Transformers
0: 2. No. Do you guys even think that the, this should have been like a PG-13 movie? I, I You could take a it's kid fine. to this. It's fine. Yeah, oh, this rating was, was, this movie the rating was irrelevant
1: PG- because there was really not – I don't really remember a lot of cuss words. It's probably
0: words. just for violence. Exactly. Was there any blood?
1: No, it's not kaiju no. blue. No, the nose, yeah, blood, the nose bleeding. Come on, I mean, oh, hell, I,
0: I probably had a nosebleed during the movie too. Yeah, uh, but that was non-related. Somebody from USA Today <laughs> says the
1: story's appeal is lost in all the fights between the monsters and robots.
2: Yeah, it. Yeah.
1: This is what I'm. The story I'm outshined all. These of are it.
0: assholes that are sitting in the movie, fucking yeah. around on, on their, their iPhones, right. not paying attention.
1: Okay, here we go. Why so serious? Fifty four. Between the miserable script, the cardboard acting, except for Idris, okay, uh, I don't get that. But a mishmash action sequence. It seemed as though it's because he's
0: British. Yeah,
1: it seems it seemed as though you could barely see what was happening in any fight, which I get. In certain points, I, I couldn't tell what was what but it that's
0: because you watched it in imax yeah. if you watch it in 2d you can, you can see, see everything the it, scale is perfect, perfect right and yes. i was gonna ask you but that, it didn't Brian, but it didn't
1: ruin anything for me i would never say i would have never mentioned no. that unless jake, i just
0: read jake that. what do you think you saw it in 2d correct i loved it in 2d the, I, wasn't the scale perfect on the 2d scale, screen
4: the scale was perfect i mean you you got the size of these things how they were Brian, just as big I, as the I'm
1: building i'm saying minimal and, minimal i'm saying there was only like once or twice i know
0: but i'm saying i can't agree with anything no, right. that I, they said in i, I that, agree with you in, in that because, well, here, because let, i saw it in 2d yeah, and let me, it looked let, perfect. let me finish
1: he says either the rain the darkness or the ocean kept messing up with the fights uh i are found you kidding me I, haters are gonna hate I that found,
2: brought everything to
1: together that yeah. brought the beauty to those fights he said he he found himself looking way too hard to say uh What just happened there? How and what? The monsters are hardly relatable as to the story itself. Great for 13-year-olds. I love action movies and monster movies, but at one point, I could really care less who was getting crushed, stomped, or killed because I really don't care. Dude, you just need to go and hide under a rock. What does Rotten Tomatoes have it at right now, guys?
0: uh it is at 76 72 That's 72 72, 72 for it, critics 87 okay. for audience Okay that's that's what it was at yesterday Um with the metacritic
1: now being it's it's at 65 out of 100
0: comicbook.com said that Pacific Rim surprised many with a strong Thursday night opening with 3.6 million at a domestic box office the tide of opinion changed, and there were thoughts that Pacific Rim could even win the weekend. However, Grown Ups Two roared back on Friday, winning the opening day battle between the two films. Ultimately, though, hold over Despicable Me Two proved to be the true champion at the domestic box office, winning the weekend. Children, it's summertime; they're not they're they're out of school. Like, I mean, have you guys ever noticed? Like, children when, should be seeing this movie, Dan.
1: <laughs> but I can see I agree. why parents don't. We, I want to see Despicable Me, me too. Don't get me wrong. But I don't. I went to saw. I went to see Pacific Rim first because it, it just seemed like a better. I movie never saw like
0: Despicable Me. I don't yeah. care to see Despicable Me too. But you got
1: to realize too. Same for every one. hater, you have about five to seven people that love this movie. Gross. Oh yeah, absolutely. So
0: it's just sad that we pick out the haters first because. Wouldn't it be weird if somebody said "Don't be a hater" and they were talking to Bill Hater? <laughs> <laughs> don't be a hater. And he's like, I have to. It's my last name. Anyway, um, it's <laughs> Pacific Rim made fifty three million in thirty eight foreign markets, uh, bringing in a worldwide box office of ninety one point three million. The thing is, have you guys ever noticed like with ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes, like when a movie is released uh, internationally first, the ratings are really really high. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then when it's uh, released in the United States. The rating drops quite a bit because everybody in the United States thinks they're a fucking critic. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of cynical assholes. And we see it with our iTunes ratings. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's some
1: people out there that that think they should be writing for Entertainment Weekly.
0: Right. Which you should be writing for not even in high school. Yeah. You're writing your iTunes. R- review listening of, of Katy show
1: Perry. as you're taking a shit and listening to Katy perry's teenage dream or something yeah.
0: dan you had a let's we're gonna wrap this up here uh but dan you had a question uh that you wanted to pose to the leftovers i do as soon as i got done watching the movie i immediately say
1: said to myself who would i be able to co-pilot a jaeger with oh
0: okay and mm-hmm. ask it a little bit better well
1: no, no i am just want to say what my, my mentality on this was. okay but then i wanted to ask a question to all you guys yeah if you could pick one person, it doesn't matter who it is, who would you want to co-pilot a Jaeger with? But it can't be
0: somebody that We're, has superpowers. Right, it
1: can't you can't pick Superman or, or Thor.
0: Thor. It imagine it has to be like this. a human-like character, character or even like an actor in Hollywood or something. The character right. can be fictional though? It yes. can. Yes. But but don't okay. don't go don't say Superman because he's Superman. Right. No, right. no. You
1: know what I mean? And and I want to I want to go last, Brian. I want to hear your your answer first.
0: Me? Yeah. If um, it's a, it's tough. It's a, it's okay. Um, Han Solo. Why? Oh yeah. Well, first off, I wouldn't be the pilot. I would be the <laughs> pilot. I would be. You'd be on the I would left be, side. I would be his Chewbacca, right? And he would be Han. That would be badass, though. So I mean, I would be learning from him. Yeah. I just want to hear, like, you know. Good shot, kid. I just want to hear
3: <laughs>
4: That
0: shot was one in a million, bro. Yeah. I mean that's that's all I want to hear. I, I want him to be like that kind of like that uh, you know older brother figure. What would your Jaeger be called? What my The Force the full, ooh, okay. <laughs> or I, the was, mo-
1: I was thinking Falcon something. The, oh, m- yeah. the
0: Millennium Jaeger?
1: Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Jaeger bomb, but that's just the... Jay, what do you think? Well, who would your Jaeger co-pilot
2: be? I, I'd, I'd have to go with Albert Einstein, guys. Uh, I can't think of a better person to have by my side. He, he might take us to uh, cosmic levels with, my, <laughs> with our Jaeger. Would you be able to drift with Albert Einstein? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my nose would pour out blood after... I, Drift Probably explode, head.
2: but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I want the best, or, or Tesla, you know, I one of those f- two guys. I That's think it'd be I-
0: interesting I- to see Stephen Hawking hooked up to one of these things. I think the gears would just yeah. like swallow him and eat him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, shit, where'd he go? Oh, fuck. <laughs>
3: We're
0: done. Oh, fuck, we just killed Stephen Hawking. We're done. Jake?
3: <laughs> I
4: think I I want Bruce Lee in his prime. Ooh. That's a good one. Shit. Really bring
1: Can't out. Cat like fight, reflexes you know? there.
2: Wow. Yeah. That, that's probably, yeah. yeah. Talk about
0: a good fighter and a, you know, somebody with a good mind. Just don't wow. give him any aspirin for his nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, what was that? I'm sorry I said it.
1: <laughs> was that medicine he was taking?
0: Uh, <laughs> I know. If you don't know, aspirin is what killed Bruce I Lee. I know. I know. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. dick Dick. guys and spoiler (laughs) Spoiler. you haven't heard yet bruce lee's dead sorry spoilers spoilers on this podcast
1: so so as i was walking out of the theater last night uh i can't even talk we got kermit in the studio right now
0: dropping phone
2: why did
1: you do that i'm sorry
4: i'm
0: sorry I'm shutting my mic off. It's all good. Uh, Dan, as you're walking out of the theater,
1: RoboCop popped in my mind. Like, I would want RoboCop to be my co-pilot. Hmm.
0: A robot inside a robot.
1: Because fact, he's used to walking like a robot, so we wouldn't have any issues there. That's true. He has great instincts. I mean, he can pull the trigger when he needs to pull the trigger, and he's fucking sounds like a badass. Could you imagine him saying, looking over to you and saying, elbow rocket.
0: I would that's like that's to that's be... That's <laughs>
1: I'm saying, I like, would like
0: to be in a neural bridge with <laughs> the Bangles because we could walk like an Egyptian.
1: No, fuck no, you're dumb. Um, <laughs> they're like, "Are you ready, Brian?" You're like, "I was born ready." Could you imagine a jaeger doing like the Egyptian dance, like where they walk like the-
0: an Egyptian? <laughs> but
1: I would like to link up with him to see his memories. um I don't know. I think it'd be cool just to have a RoboCop inside of a another robot. Dan,
0: I'd like to link up with you. No.
1: Oh. <laughs> actually, what's funny is I was actually thinking like. Which one of my friends could I am I most compatible with? Right, and I started to run through a checklist. And I'm like, "Fuck, Brian. I'm dead.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm
1: dead. I don't have anybody to fucking co-pilot this bitch with." And like, they're recruiting me to find somebody. And like, the, I I look over and see like somebody sitting at a bus stop. I'm like, "Let's do it." You know, like, Dan.
0: <laughs> Dan's Neural Bridge has a sign that says "Out of Service."
1: <laughs> Never existed. <laughs> I have no memory. But, no, I mean, that was a fun question I wanted to bring up just because, Ugh. you know, in the movie we saw everybody compatible with certain people. And, you know, honestly, if I'm going to get all sappy on you guys, I would definitely have to say I would I would want to go to battle
0: with my fiance. I wonder if she knows me the best. Well, that's sweet. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's like a website called like drift.com where they went to. It was kind of I like, looked. It was kind of like, you know, match.com where you found your. <laughs> you had to put in your your, your, Right. Maybe like that old guy from the. uh, What's, <laughs> what's the one dating website on TV? The one guy. should Mingle? Like, no. E Harmony. E Harmony. Yeah. E-Harmony. The old, that? The old E Harmony guy. He looks like Barney Fife, like Don Knotts. <laughs> You can, you can. He, does. With
1: he does. Yeah. And you want to? You want to saddle up with Martha Stewart? She
0: she's
4: on those dating sites now,
0: so or the Uh-oh. drifting sites.
1: <laughs> we could create a drifting site.
0: Oh my gosh, that would be crazy if you like did a neural bridge with Martha Stewart and you're like your your Jaeger was like making like a doily or something, <laughs> a nice little centerpiece.
1: A fucking cake comes out of the <laughs> yeah. chest and serves it to the kaiju. <laughs>
0: A, just, <laughs> we've made friends with the kaiju. Yeah. Who, would have, who, would not, who would have thought? World it. is not over. They like cake. <laughs> they,
1: they.
4: <laughs> Interior decorating is their weakness,
2: right?
1: <laughs> Feng Shui. <laughs> Feng shui. <laughs> um, if it, all the gamers out there too, uh, they did release a video game for this movie. Uh, come to find out, it's only on Xbox Live Arcade. You got to pay for it uh, eight hundred Microsoft points, and it is a my, uh, Mortal Kombat style fighting game. It's not a story game. It's a fighting. Oh uh, wow! I definitely will not be checking this out because I do
0: not own a whack box. So,
2: mm. hmm. I don't
1: know
0: about yeah, you guys. me neither. No, no desire. All right, guys. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I'm so much I fun. am pleased as fucking punch that all four of us gave it a Tupperware. This Let's is give the first right. time. Yeah. Can you play that again?
1: Tupperware parties. Yeah. That's probably never going to happen again. It'll
0: never happen again. (laughs) I was seriously thinking, like, I was, like, at the beginning of the show, I was thinking, let's just have Jake fucking give it a toss it, and that (laughs) way we can just move on.
1: I lost sleep last night because of this.
0: I was thinking, Jake is just going to fucking... No, like, earlier in the day, we get this, I get this message on GroupMe, we're talking on GroupMe in our chat thread, and Jake's like... I just wish that two hour, movies were two hours or less. And I'm thinking, he's already seen it. It was over two hey. hours, and he hated it. No, I hadn't I, seen it at that point. I know you hadn't seen it at that point. Later on, I figured that out. That's but I it, posted my take, yeah. It was two hours and 11 minutes. It and wasn't I'm, bad. I'm just glad that Guillermo de Toro had enough time to get the story Everything across out. that he wanted to get across. It wasn't.
1: The length didn't bother me because, like I, I said earlier, I didn't hey, want it to end. Hey, what
0: do you, what, what projects – now that you've seen this, we've all given it to Tupperware. What projects would you like to see Gilma de Toro take on now?
4: Fucking Transformers. I'm with Brian on the lock and key. Lock and
0: key. Yeah, lock and key. Gotta vote for lock and key. Are you guys thinking Justice League Dark or are you thinking bigger Justice League? I I want Justice League Dark um, Hmm.
2: because I think it would be a pretty cool outside of the box way to kind of expand that universe but I'm is like, it going to
0: be another pacific rim where people just aren't familiar enough with the characters that it's just going to be a box office kind of like mediocre movie yeah. yeah well i mean after seeing this i was like man this guy should be doing star wars you know yeah he was yeah. going to do the
4: hobbit before yeah, peter, peter jackson hobbit. stepped. he was in, supposed
0: right? to do the hobbit before peter jackson stepped in and you're absolutely right you know what cheers bravo to guillermo yes. de toro Thank you, no, no. thank no, no. you for Fucking putting, up putting plate, out, sir, a badass the, movie. The, I'll tell you this: it, I don't know if it's the best movie that I've seen all summer, but it's the most fun, fun. movie I've seen all summer. Uh, Agreed. Yes.
1: I want you guys to see this in IMAX too, just so I can. See I saw it get in, in IMAX.
0: I want to see it. in Jay, you Jay saw it in IMAX. Oh,
2: you did. Yeah, and, and Dan, I, I totally agree with you. There were some scenes that were a little blurry. That's I almost wanted to go see it again in two
0: D. So I I will. For, I
1: will before this leaves theaters, I'm gonna see it again. We have 2D. talked
0: about that Guillermo de Toro did not want to do this in three D. Oh really? His original vision was a two D movie. Okay. I mean so you, th- that's it, perfect then because I, I, I also said that the studio strong armed him and said, No, we're gonna it. do this in three D yeah. because they thought it would bring in more money because yeah. you, you can charge more for a 3D ticket. It's crazy, right. the
1: prices
4: too. It's a little bit of an homage to monster movies of his youth and everything too, you know?
0: Yeah. But even though... like Dude, was- I, I love Guillermo de Toro. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, a Guillermo de Toro fanboy from this point on. Yeah. And if you don't like that, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, I cares? like him. I, 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 this movie really proved to me that he needs to be in that upper echelon of... Directors, yeah. he needs to be regarded as like toward the top. Towards the top, yeah. Your Peter Jacksons, yeah. your J.J. Abrams, your yeah. your Steven Spielbergs. What sucks too is that you guys mentioned
1: Star Wars. Like, let's say this Disney transition didn't happen till this December, after this movies came out, would they have right. reconsidered? Or not even reconsider, but would his name be tossed up? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think know. this movie
0: needed to be performed it stronger. It needed to perform I, stronger. Yeah, I agree yeah. with Jake on this one, yeah. But the thing is, is that. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I think if Summer could, goes on. Could he get a solo movie? He could. A Han Solo movie? Or just a, a solo movie in a general? A solo movie, like as far as like. Um, a certain character You know, like a Boba Fett movie right. or, mm, you know, yeah. or you know, like one of those standalone movies between episodes seven and eight. Yeah. They he, should have him do a Tales from the Cantina movie.
2: He would be perfect yeah, for better. Boba Fett
0: or Job of the Hutt
2: kind of thing. Yeah. Did you did you guys catch at the beginning the hey kid, don't get cocky? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was nice. straight from Han Solo. Nice. Right at the very beginning, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I just hope
4: he keeps doing more original things and doesn't become like a franchise whore like a Tim right. Burton or something. Ah,
2: he doesn't seem like the type. He like, doesn't. in his track he, record—he really has him.
4: integrity. Yeah. Sometimes money does strange things to these people. You know? Yeah, but yeah, you got to
2: realize true. this guy's
1: been in the game for almost thirty years. Like he hasn't. Yeah, done but it this yet. is his
0: first real big breakout. Yeah. Movie that they've given him like the reins on. So. Right. Um. Are you guys more excited to see a Godzilla film come out? or less excited now probably less Uh,
4: i still have the stink of the emrick devlin shit in my mind i don't think there's
0: any way that godzilla is going to be able to compare to this i don't want to compare it to it though i think what they are doing right in this new godzilla reboot is that it's not godzilla versus the humans it's godzilla versus another monster Mm. right so
2: yeah but where's this monster going to come from
1: the breach. <laughs> you know I mean. Well, like, you yeah. know,
2: speaking of which, Del Toro said he would love to do a crossover. Oh, so, wow. Fucking yeah, mind blowing. He said that Where he would love to do at? a Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover.
4: Hey,
0: hey, Brian, very quickly, did you end up reading the uh, Pacific Rim comic? No, I really wanted to. It's on Amazon. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's like $16, $17 on Amazon. Oh, wow. It's, it's, a, it's, a pre- 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 it's a prequel? It's a prequel comic. It's written by Travis Beecham and collaborated with uh, Guillermo del Toro. So oh, okay. uh, it's something that I was actually talking to a buddy of mine about, and he's like, maybe you should read that after the movie so that it doesn't spoil you too much. Go into the movie fresh with a fresh opinion and then maybe, you know, watch, you know, because I didn't want that to affect my review of tonight's show. Right. Agreed. So It was fun seeing the uh, powers and
4: abilities in the movie for the first time.
0: Let's wrap it up, but I just want to finish the show with a Tupperware party. Tupperware party. All right. We're going to be back next week. What do you guys want to do next week? I haven't even figured out what we're going to do. RIPD comes out next week.
1: Maybe a... fall TV show. We have been, we've been talking about that.
0: We can do an Everything But the Kitchen Sink episode, part three. Yeah, well, San Diego will be wrapping San up. San Diego that Comic-Con? Let's we'll do Kitchen few, Sink hey, and, and talk let's, about Comic-Con let's and maybe do some Comic-Con, TV shows. Some TV shows that they talk about during San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. Let's do an Everything But the San Diego Comic-Con Kitchen Sink episode. That'll work. There we go. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. We love all of our listeners. Thank you again, everybody who listens. We appreciate it very much. Thanks again to Hassani Johnson and the Grayson interview. Big time. Yes. And congratulations to Mark Perillo on winning the uh, contest. So yeah. hey,
4: I gave a movie a Tupperware. Can you believe that? Congratulations that that,
0: to Jake for yeah. giving a movie a Tupperware. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. All right, bye. Later. See ya. Bye.
2: Look at that. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. It's Dan. Dan is homeless.
5: There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a Womp bread. but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat, we're the leftovers picking up the scraps by the cool kids. It,
4: it, it's a trap. To
5: toss it, good to taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, race embrace it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party subculture spill over like a vulture carryover counterculture pushed over pop culture and leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said? Leftovers. Pretty yeah. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing That is hot culture leftovers. It, good and taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party! Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, culture over, pop culture. Leftover, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, left Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture left Is Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say is already been said. Leftovers. the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Where? Goddamn
0: shoot. Hey, if you're still listening, number one, I don't know why you haven't turned this off, but um last minute news, I just read today that Marvel is and this is from Latino Review, Marvel is talking about behind closed doors, asking uh making an offer to Joseph Gordon Levitt to be the next Doctor Strange. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about this on our next episode, all of The Leftovers. I want to get their opinions on this uh, uh, rumor. So um, check it out next week. We're going to talk about that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Doctor Strange. Interesting. All right. See you guys next week.